0: How many tampons do you think women use during their periods? Yeah. In a day? One. One? <laughs> yeah. You put it in and then you're clogged up for the day. And then and then in the morning you change out and do a clean one. Oh. Right? My right?
1: fucking god.
0: This week Tops Off World Tour is at Red Rocks, Vail, Colorado. Hollywood for two shows. Jacksonville, Mobile, Abbotsford, Seattle, Portland, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Nashville, Little Rock, Springfield, Philadelphia, Norfolk, Winston-Salem, Fairfax, Roanoke, Rochester, Worcester, Newark, Providence, and Albany, New York, December 10th.
2: I'm so glad to meet you. I'm so glad to meet you. So you know I read your book a long time ago. Yeah, that's what he was saying. And I book clubbed it on my book club, on my podcast. Nice. And I gave it to, uh, we have a freshman in college and I gave it to all her friends when they went to college that's so cool because when I read it I was 50 and I went this would have been handy at 22 right right Uh, so and I made a mental note because that was a couple years before they went to college and I was like I'm gonna get this and like a handful of other books and and, to be part of their and some food gift cards and go (laughs) bon voyage yeah that's a good like
1: college like Yeah. yeah Good luck with the next steps. It's funny, I do, um, I've done women's conferences for a long time, mm-hmm. and there is such a um, dramatic age difference. You'll have women who are literally in their 80s, and you'll have people who brought their middle schooler. And it's so cool across the board, the women who are older who are looking at a middle schooler going, damn if we had had this info back then mm-hmm. it would have saved us a lot of time and a all lot of pain. all women
0: had back then is are you there god it's me mark right that's right. i remember being jealous yeah. which was
2: fabulous By the did way. you see the movie yeah, i it's loved so it so good i loved it
0: all right hold on we have We're a lot already of bro- in a we weird have a lot conversation. of conversation this yes don't and worry and so i want to make sure that i want i told rachel this is rachel hollis she is a author best selling author she is a motivational speaker podcaster motivational speaker she is a very important person in my life. I love her podcast. I do. You, you end up sitting with some of the coolest fucking people. I don't know how you get your bookings, but you sit with some of the coolest people <laughs> and have some of the coolest conversations, of which I've reached out to a number of them to get them on my podcast. You are a great uh, you're a great sifter of snake oil salesmen. Mm. Like you do not get the bullshit dudes out there yeah. that are hawking snake oil. You yeah. get good ones. We talked about that downstairs. But real quick, to all the bros in here, give them like your. Your two-minute elevator pitch of who you are, why you are important to them, which I can help explain, and why they should listen to you.
1: Oh, gosh. Well,
2: um, and, so. And,
0: and put your ego in your purse. Let it, let it
2: flow. <laughs> I know yeah. what I have to say to that. So yeah. when you're done, I'll answer for well, you. Well, <laughs> I th- I think for me, um,
1: based on who I assume your audience is.
0: Just dudes I- that look identical to me
1: right but at the same time you have a sensitive side so yeah. they're for sure you're attracting men who are along the same lines yes. like it just would be the case yes. um i think that we all probably grew up in maybe some similar circumstances i feel like you because are are you, your family southern
0: mm-hmm. you guys you grew up in bakersfield she grew up in rural georgia you guys are identical
1: right right we're very similar so i grew up in a family in an environment that didn't talk about your feelings personal development was not a thing i had ever heard of very uh, Faith based, like God's gonna fix everything. Pentecostal preacher. Pentecostal preacher's daughter, Pentecostal preacher's granddaughter and a really hard childhood and environment. And so the only thing I knew in my head as a little kid was if I could get myself out of here, if I could get out of this place, then I could get somewhere that maybe I could make my life better. And I thought I would do that through hard work. My grandparents are cotton pickers. Literally, that is what they did as a job. And so I just thought, man, if you work hard enough, you can make your life better.
0: That sounds identical to you. (laughs) No, no, no. She has a Lowland Scott mentality. It's like, Just work hard. And that is the answer. Right. Keep going. And it's by the way, it is not the fucking answer. It is not
1: the answer. But it did give me like, hey, I moved to L.A. I got three jobs. I figured out I, I got myself out of that environment. And at some point I started to understand that all the stuff I wanted to know how to do, have a business, work on my mental health, work on my, you know, make more money, anything was in a book, truly. Like, I at some point realized, holy shit, the library has the answers. And the library was all I could afford because I couldn't, I didn't have money to buy books or or take a class. And slowly but surely, I would find a problem. Like, man, I'm having anxiety attacks and I don't know how to fucking deal with that. I'm just drinking too much vodka. That's not my answer. (laughs) So I'll go see what information I can find. So I think in a lot of ways, everything I know is self-taught through the words of experts and uh, people much smarter than I. And I just try stuff out. And then literally all I'm ever doing is telling people what worked for me. And even if what worked for me won't work for you, maybe just hearing my path will help you find your own. Um, But for the men in your audience, what I assume is that You guys haven't been given a lot of opportunity to talk about the real shit and to talk about what's going on and to unpack those feelings. And if you want to look at it from a perspective of achievement, you are going to achieve so much more, so much better, all the things you want. And it's going to feel good if you can unpack the shit that's hurting you in here that you just keep shoving down.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I heard on one of your podcasts, I wish I could tell. I wish I could say if you said it or if it was said, but it was something about something to the effect of, um, and I've talked, I've, well, I've heard this statement on, uh, a number of times, but it's uh, everything that's happening to you is like this lesson and and it's very hard to quantify that until you actually, because when things happen to you, you just feel like shit. You just are like, what the fuck? Right. Why the fuck again? Right. Again. And I mean, I did not need that phone call. What the fuck was that about? And you, you look at it, you feel, especially I have anxiety and I have a little bit of OCD. And so it'll spin me out. And I don't realize sometimes that this is a, as you stated, this is a lesson I could look for the answer. I could look to search for the answer and grow because of this as opposed yeah. to despite of it, sit back in my heels.
1: Yeah, it's the single greatest decision I ever made in my life was to decide that life wasn't happening to me. Life was happening for me. And if you choose to believe that, then every single part of it has to be for you, not just the good stuff. And if you believe that it's for you, then you will find meaning in the shit. You'll find meaning in the grief, in the loss, in the trauma. You'll go, God, I I wish that didn't happen. But since it did, since I had to live through this thing, by God, I'm going to find some grain of power in that of courage in that of empathy for other people in that empathy
0: is an interesting fucking power <laughs> you know i get it when i smoke weed i get empathy. really yeah i get empathy and i don't normally have i have i'm an empathetic person but i find i'm way more empathetic when i get high why do you I, think that is i don't know do you feel know.
1: like like some sort of barrier comes down
0: I can get high, and I can get high and examine it right now. Okay, great. Let's see that in real I don't, time. I don't know. I just become empathetic. I go like, oh, man, everyone's struggling. Like, <laughs> like why? Like, like, I wonder
2: why that is. Because then that's that's you, um, not being self focused. That's being other focused, mm-hmm. which is very healthy. You shouldn't always be other focused, but you definitely could tip it, your scale that direction probably more often to be other focused than self.
0: Now, you tell the listeners why Rachel's important. You just said I would like to. Have I've an completely
2: answer. forgotten now because no. I have a menopausal brain. Uh, I think you're important because um, I know from my podcast. This is not my podcast, obviously. But I brought
0: her here because I'm emotionally not intelligent.
2: <laughs> that's it's, not true at no, that's not all. That's actually not true at all. I'm,
0: I'm I'm kind of I'm emotionally I'm very I'm what they call a soft narcissist. Mm, so if the do conversation uh, like uh, his daughter, my daughter calls But I'll tell and all. I'll tell you about mine first, and then I won't let you answer my question. So, like,
2: much like now, where he yeah. said, Tell her why you think. Now, let me talk about what I think. Yeah. Same, same. Um, no, what I was going to say is uh, a lot of the people that listen to my podcast are men. It's like predominantly men, which I found very shocking because I don't talk about men's stuff, I talk about women's stuff. And the comments a lot of times are like, Oh, You know, my wife's been telling me that for years, but for some reason I didn't hear her. But when I hear you say the same thing, it makes sense to me. Yeah. And I talk a lot. I don't talk always about mental health stuff, but I definitely have talked about my own past and my own journey. And I think sometimes when you hear it from a friend or someone close to you, a spouse, a Or someone else.
0: Like I say say this as a compliment. You are a lullaby voice. Hmm. So, like, I like listening. So... I listen to history podcasts exclusively when I sleep, but I'm also a subscriber to your podcast. Sometimes, like I just told you, the, the one with Todd Herman came yeah. on in the middle of the night for me. And it was, your voice is extremely melodic. Thank you. Like it's a very soft, very pleasant voice. And you're a good listener. But when you come in, you definitely make me like go feel relaxed. My anxiety has gone. It's a great podcast. It's a great podcast. It's a, <laughs> It's a fucking fascinating podcast, but um, but I I do think that like when you hear it, when you hear things from other people, that it's like that old adage. Uh, if someone says you have a tail, fuck them. If two people tell you have a tail, they're teaming up on you. But if three people tell you have a tail, turn around. So, but when you hear it from another outside source, you start going, "Shit, my right. wife said that." Right. Fuck. Maybe I. Maybe my wife's not. Because it's so easy to dismiss your wife.
2: And it's so non-confrontational, right? To hear it in a podcast or to read it in a book, you have the space to process it on your own terms, and you're not face to face with that person who may be telling you the same thing. Yeah. Which now you have all this other stuff going on in your head, and you know nuances that you read into that aren't really there, maybe.
0: And I also think it's cool if you're like if you're 25 and you're listening to this. I don't know the right way to tell you this analogy, but you're, you're getting the map of how to break into the bank. Mm. Like you're hanging out with chicks that have lived the life that the girl you're dating is trying to figure out for herself. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I always worry about I, I think about this. I have three sons and my second son is the athlete. He's like a guy's guy. He's super bro. Right. He's 15 and he's a bro.
0: I fucking love this kid already.
1: You would What's die What's his name? For him. Is it Jackson Sawyer. or Chase?
0: Sawyer. Oh, fucking Sawyer <laughs> from Lost? Exactly. Oh.
1: Actually, the oldest is Jackson and the second one is Sawyer. So that was a good guess. Uh, but yeah, Sawyer, my like my thing for him is you have to have female friends who you do not want to make out with. You got to be friends That's with girls. so hard at that age. I know.
0: Can I just finger
1: a mom? <laughs> yeah. No, like you have to have friend. Like it's going to change your entire perspective about women. It's going to change your perspective about how you show up, how you talk to other people, see the world through their eyes, which you don't already. And I think if anything, the podcast and even the books, which are definitely stories of my life. So they're about being a woman this shit's real. It doesn't matter who you are or what age you are. We're all working on our stuff. We're all trying to figure mm-hmm. things out. We're all in pain. We all have memories from our past we wish we could let go of. Like, that stuff's universal. So as much as, yes, I'm doing it through the lens of a melodic podcast voice. You,
0: <laughs> and I think it works for everybody. you're a really good listener.
2: Yeah. Like, well, I don't great, you, That's.
0: I, I don't listen. Oh, I'm not d- even letting you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really bad listener. He's
2: an occasional good listener. <laughs> I'm a
0: good listener if I, like, sometimes if i'm interested i'll listen like but i'm not so i don't get interested all that often
2: well he listens I,
0: that sounds horrible but like sometimes i'll have people on and I'll, and I'll i'm not good at going like like i'll tell you why and i'm i always sing his praise but rogan's <laughs> one of my favorite interviewers
1: he's an incredible interview he,
0: yeah because he doesn't mind letting you die on the vine yeah and he'll be like like uh like you'll say like yeah, I had this great UFC joke. I don't think you like it. And he'll go, why wouldn't you think I'd like it? And you're like, I don't, it's, it's I don't know. I don't like, and you're like, man, I thought we were having fun. Or are, are we not <laughs> having fun anymore? This is pretty aggressive. But he doesn't mind holding you to a truth in the moment and letting you defend yourself or explain yourself. Or he wants, he's a very curious person. I've always thought that about him. Probably out of more than anything, he is the most curious human being I've ever met. But, uh, I'm, I don't like that. I don't do that. Oh, I don't like it for me. Like I'd rather just go. Like if you're struggling for an answer, I'll answer for you. <laughs> pull up all, pull up all of Rachel's books before we get into time to talk about Pentecostal preachers. Oh you know, man, Halston's family is Pentecostal. Oh, he wasn't so... allowed to, to read Harry Potter. Of course, wait, what does
2: Pentecostal sheet. mean? I'm Southern Baptist. Um, I no.
1: shake snakes. Yeah, like Pentecostal would be um, you speak in tongues, you lay hands. It's oh, okay. very, uh, very clear lines for, at least in, in my church that I grew up with. I can't speak to everybody's, but um, very clear lines for men and women and what you do and how you show up in the world. Um, it's very dogmatic. It is not a loving God. It's a it's a vengeful God mm-hmm. who will make you burn in hell if yeah, you mine do too. basically anything slightly wrong. So how old
0: were you when you lost your virginity?
1: I was 19 well, and it was old. to the guy that I married. So Shut up. I am 40 and I've had sex with two men.
0: Fucking yes! <laughs> fucking high five! Finally I fucking meet someone the Lord created Jesus! Fuck! Yes. Whatever! <laughs> what? God! Whatever! Damn it. Why
2: did that I get make such you very excitement? happy, dude. No, Wait, no, 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 no,
0: no, no! I've never met someone who's ever had sex with less people than me in my really life, in my life. In I my get life. the honor. I've never met one person that's had yeah. less sex with anyone like me. Yeah, and I always feel not. I don't feel. I ever feel ashamed of, of how many people I've had sex with. It is who what what you are, and I don't have a problem with people having sex with more people. That, yeah, that, like. I do not care about how many people Leanne had sex with at all. The fact she has it with me is all that matters to me. But in my 50 years on this fucking planet, never once have I met someone who's had sex with less people than me (laughs) in my fucking life. Taking
1: that. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. (laughs)
0: Thank you. That caught me so fucking off guard. Yeah.
1: I met my ex-husband when I was 18. We were together for 18 years. Got Holy divorced. shit. And you met my boyfriend. I met your boyfriend. That's the second guy I've had sex with. That's the second penis I've seen. That's wow. wild, right? Yeah. That's, that's pretty crazy. wild. And it's going great, guys. It's going great. <laughs> I don't know any different. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's wild. That I crazy. fucking love it. 18, 19. Yeah. You dated him for... A year before you had sex Five with
1: seconds. I mean, I grew up in a culture that said, if you meet someone, like, you're going to get married and have babies. And that's basically exactly what I did.
0: And he was not, he was like a slick dude, right? He
1: was, uh, he was raised, his mom was Catholic, his dad was Christian. So a lot of similar religious okay. overtones. Um, but yeah, yeah, he was. He, he was like
0: was... an exec and a fucking mm-hmm. Hollywood type. And yeah. You guys started a huge fucking company. And... I
1: started a huge company that he started working for and then. <laughs> Then, then I forgot you publicly, it was our <laughs> company. Well, he passed away this year. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Did know that. I mean, uh, wasn't laughing at that. Yeah, I know, yeah. no, no, a hundred percent. I just like before I start talking. No, too much.
0: No, no. I knew, I knew. uh Yeah,
2: I'm yeah. sorry that he
1: passed. Yeah, away. I'm sorry that he passed away too. Yeah. That's... Um, it has been a really brutal year, obviously. To, um. I was thinking about this a lot because I saw your last couple of posts and you were talking about your health and, um, you know, getting, you know, getting it back together before you go on tour. And I've just had a lot of men in my life, unfortunately, who have passed really early.
0: Mm-hmm. And, really?
1: Um, yeah, my brother-in-law was 46. My ex-husband was 47. And just I think that we think we have all the time in the world. And you just don't ever know. You don't ever know when You it's, do think yeah. you
0: have all the time in the world. Yeah.
1: And um, yeah, so I love that you're focusing on your health. Yeah, it's important. I, I
0: definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely. You know, I I, uh, I think I'm hyper aware that it doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my lasting thoughts, and I've said this too much on the podcast, but I will say it, continue to say it, cause more people need to hear it. Is one day it does just go black? Yeah, it does, and and then. Slowly, people don't think about you every single day, and then one day you're, you're, everyone goes, "Yeah, whatever." Oh fuck, he's dead. Mm. And then they're like, "Shit!" And you become like a moment at a party where they're like, "Shit, that's fucking crazy." Hey, do you guys want to get tacos? And that is how <laughs> life works. And so if you don't make, if you don't make a mark on this world while you're here, I believe that's my purpose is to leave an imprint. I just want people. I just want people really, to think to think fondly of me when I pass and go. Man, wouldn't it be cooler if Bert was here? Like I think about Ralphie a lot. Like especially when I'm writing jokes, I go, "Oh, I miss that guy." Ralphie Mae was a great, mm-hmm. great stand-up. Uh, I think about a lot of people that we've lost. Greg Giraldo, how I think how just how fucking how funny he would find this business. You know, just I think about Patrice O'Neill. Like who would he, who would he like and who would he hate?
2: Mm-hmm. Like because
0: everyone loved him but a lot of the people successful Patrice would hate. He would really fucking hate. And so I think about the people we've lost a lot. Probably more than I should. But yeah, I've been really lucky. I haven't experienced a ton of tragedy and I'm just trying to get myself healthy too cuz we were supposed to drink on this podcast. We're I know. Drink red wine. I was
1: I've never had a drink on a podcast before and you were it was going to be but but we'll do something else. We'll have a happy yeah. Part hour party, some other party, party. We'll Part do another party. one of
0: these. I could yeah. I would love to I would love to bring you on. As often as you'd like, because I do think there's a lot I want to know about you before we move forward. I want to talk about your books, but there's a lot that I do think, you know, it, it is cool that when I set up to do your podcast, Leanne's like, that's the book I read. That's the book I bought all the girls. That's the one that I send them to college with. And I was like, oh, I got to have that brain. I got to have that brain around me. And so I started listening to your podcast and I was like, and you're just a really great podcaster. Mm. And, um, and well, so I was just like, I was like, yeah, so we can do this as much as possible. Yeah,
1: I think that there's probably the the similarities there or the reason that the book that you read was my sixth book and the five before it nobody had ever heard of mm-hmm. uh, is, is because I'm writing about personal development, but I'm doing it through the lens of like humor. Yeah. I'm trying my best to be funny. I'm telling you things that... You know, women aren't supposed to say, you're not supposed to talk about back fat and the hair that grows out of the mole in your butt. And you're not supposed to talk about, like, I'm doing a podcast tour right now. And um, I, it's so, I'm like embarrassing the audience, which I've never done before. Cause I'm just talking about like my period and getting bikini waxes. And they unintentionally bring their husbands who are like, die, like, kill me. Why am I here? Like, I just, you know, was on my period and like, Men don't understand periods. You do. Well, maybe you, because you have two daughters. Oh, no, no.
0: I, I remember the day I found out that periods, that you can't plan your period.
1: You thought you could plan them?
0: Oh, I thought you would just be like, I thought it was like taking a shit. Like, you'd be like.
1: God, can you imagine no, how no. great life would be? Or, I don't know, if when you were done having kids, you could just stop? No, Like, men have no fucking clue. <laughs> you guys think that, like, oh, you get your period, it's a little, little drip little drip just tiny little drips yeah. of blood no we are passing clots clots uh, the size of a chicken mean mean <laughs> exactly but you do need to know that you because mean like, i'm like, taking iron just to live over yeah, here right? and oh. we're just it, does that really gross you out
0: no okay just a clot i remember when i was a child did you ever hear this story my mom was running upstairs, and I was trying to get her to do yes, something. To story? <laughs> my mom is such a piece of work. She, <laughs> and she comes in the house, and I'm like, "Mom, mom, I need to get like I need to get homework. I need to get something. What are we doing for dinner? What are we doing for dinner?" And from the top <laughs> of the stairs, she goes, "I have period blood running down my leg. Give me a minute." And I was like, ah. <laughs> "Good
2: for her. Good for her. She trumped you." I this didn't
0: is... know. I thought. I remember Jenny (laughs) Molin told me a story about being in a pitch meeting in white jeans and getting her period on the couch and ruining the couch. And I went,
1: "Oh, that could happen." Yes, yeah, and not like just in eighth grade. That could happen to us right now. Yeah, right. Well, not me.
2: I'm in menopause, but yes. Oh, I'm so jealous. How's that going for you?
0: It's going great.
2: Uh, it has its moments. Yeah, and it's rough sometimes too. It just depends. We love it. Last night I had a hot flash (laughs) in the middle of his. His show and I was like, thank God I brought my fan. I don't go anywhere without a fan. Yeah, and I was like fanning myself. You're like an old church lady now. Yes, yes, it's ridiculous. But.
1: Wait, I feel like you would have the most information about periods because you are surrounded by women you love.
0: I did. I did. I know enough about periods, but I, and I know they just show up. I thought they either showed up in the night while you were sleeping. No,
2: I think that he has like a fifth or sixth grader's knowledge. Okay, I of think most men do stuff. And this feels so wildly unfair. This is going to be graphic, but he thought if a woman is wet down there, they're turned on. Yeah, like i'm sitting right. at the Still library dead. reading a book right and, and I'm, right. I'm, I'm wet panties i definitely want to have sex right now
0: well yeah that's why that happened
2: no that's not true that's not true <laughs>
0: Wait, do you have a cold or
2: something oh god <laughs> wow. yeah, I have a cold? <laughs> no thank not god true.
1: that sex education really is working in america <laughs> oh, i went to in all boys no catholic clue. high school in ninth
0: grade we watched the third trimester ab- abortion in class no like, you did not oh yeah where they take apart the baby we watched like
1: it. a real video
0: oh they brought it in rolled it in and they were like gentlemen this is abortion click and they watched we watched it and at Holy first we're joking for kids we're ninth grade it's all boys Catholic high school Ugh. and we're like and we're like please say this isn't Halston typing this is this Halston typing thank God what's wrong the question showed up and it said how many tampons do you think women use during their periods and I was like Halston <laughs> <laughs> In a day. In a day. It's going around TikTok every yeah. day? One. <laughs> what? Yeah. You put it in and then you're clogged up for the day. And then <laughs> and then in the morning you change out and do it clean one. Oh right?
1: my right? fucking God. Four no. hours. Four hours.
0: Wait, and you put them out, you change them every four hours?
1: First of all, if you're peeing a lot, you're probably changing more than uh, that because different because hole, it's- different hole. Different yeah, no hole, shit. but it's getting wet. Wait,
0: There's on, a string on, that hangs down that on, on.
1: on, and now you got a wet string no, in your tuck pants. The, yes.
0: Tuck the string up. Right? No, it's not how it works. Yeah, I have.
1: To, I'm not gonna lie. I have tucked the string before, but it's still not as. <laughs> Wait, it's not what you want it to be. Hold on. It's not what you want it to be. So
0: every four hours you gotta change tampons. It's yeah.
1: more than that. Or and, you get toxic shock syndrome. Yeah, which is really fucking dangerous.
0: Really, really and so, dangerous. And now, hang on. Okay, will, here's a weird. To question.
1: be honest, though, just. I did lose a tampon in my body once. That has happened. You still haven't found it? No, I found it. Okay. (laughs) I found it. Things go rotten if you... Oh, yeah, think about it.
0: Fuck.
2: I have a friend that that might <laughs> Do you know how many to, tampons
0: too. I have inside me right yeah, now? Yeah, I know. You know what? I would have a plethora of tampons. <laughs> He'd just be, be like, just fucking like this. high school prom. Right.
2: right Whoa. Right. Yeah. No. I had a friend who had one in, forgot she had it in, put another one in. I think that's what happened to me. And yeah, then had it was to the get double it up. Like oh, the, my God. And if, it if you've you never goes, pushed a baby out. out of your body, you don't understand
1: that you could double one up, but you can because it's not the same. Sweet.
0: So I don't know where a tampon goes. Fall is here, and that means one thing. It's time to break out my favorite jeans, t-shirts, and sweatshirts from True Classic. And with football season in full swing, there's nothing better than watching my favorite teams in these ultra-comfortable, perfect-fitting essentials. Everything they make is crafted with premium fabric to help you look and feel great anytime, anywhere. For a limited time, they're giving our listeners 25% off their first purchase at trueclassictees.com with offer code birdcast 25 Their comfort jeans are my new go-to. They have that classic look with a four-way stretch, tapered just right with a little bit of stretch in all the right places, and they come in a range of colors to fit any mood or occasion. Let me tell you something. I, I don't know where I was, but I saw them on the rack, and I'm telling you right now, I'm so used to these shirts, I went, that's true. I swear to God, I said. I just talked to someone who works at True Classics last night, and I told them the same story, and they're like, "Yeah, we're selling them in stores." I saw the fit. I went, "That's True Classics," and I was like, "Dude, nice in the arms, a little looser in the belly." So, if you're ready to make the easiest summer upgrade, shop right now at TrueClassicTees.com and save 25 percent off with code BirdCast25. This fall, step into a world of style and comfort with True Classic. PrizePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six players' stats projections and watch the winnings roll in. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. With the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and CFB, top twenty-five matchups. If you have a player who exits a game in the first half and does not return in the second, the player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform. With injury insurance, let me tell you something. If you love fantasy sports like I do, this is your go-to. I'm telling you right now, it's so easy, and it makes your Saturdays and Sundays so much fun. All you have to do is go to prizepickscom slash Burt and use code Burt for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepickscom slash Burt, and use code Burt for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy.
2: Does In your it go vagina like? It goes no, no, where? Stop, 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 you're, stop.
0: So does it go? Okay. So so this is let's say let's say this, let's say this is the outside of the vagina. Okay. Kay. Okay. Like this is the like outside. the lips. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Oh okay. And so does the tampon go? It like, goes where your penis hang on, wait, goes. Wait, hang on, No no. Does it go like same as your penis? This.
2: Yeah. Or does no. it
0: go like this? Do
2: you know what it's shaped like? It's shaped like. It's this. shaped like a cotton. It's like, no, do you know, think it know, goes in like this? So then how
0: does wait so then how does a girl who's not who's a virgin put a tampon in?
2: Well that used to be the oh urban legend.
1: God. The it's... urban legend used to be that if you put a tampon in before you had, had sex, you would
2: Lose not be a virgin anymore. That's
0: they wouldn't let geishas um, do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is Inserting wild something turn. in your vagina does not make you no longer a virgin. Right. Uh, Having sex with your vagina right. makes you no longer have yes. Be a virgin. yes.
0: But some guys have tampons. But
2: some people have you had hymen sex with a pop before that. No. Oh well, that's why. Closest you're I've this ever question. been
0: is I had a, rented a car one time that had ten miles on it, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, ah, no. this is gonna. I'll take it real slow. There's
1: not like a special, you know, seal that you're gonna.
2: I mean, up.
0: I don't think I've ever. I don't think. I, okay. Okay. You're talking about
2: popping the hymen, but you can pop the hymen by falling off like a, yeah. something on the playground. Yeah. On your vagina? Yeah, it's, yeah you the can, hymen is like a thin,
0: maier skin. Pull uh, Don't
2: pull up a hymen. Oh, my.
0: How much do you want to bet we get a banker in New York? This is Ronnie Hyman <laughs> <laughs> from Hyman University. It's just tissue.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like it. It was supposed to, I think, like help things stay clean. Yes. Once upon a time,
2: that's right. When you were growing, you're supposed to. Yeah. It's kind of like your tonsils. You don't need your tonsils yeah. when you're fully grown. At a certain age, you don't really need that anymore. It's yeah. keep, it keeps germs and bacteria out of your. Yeah. Bacteria, oh, okay. Yeah, you got
1: to change a tampon
0: neighbors. all
2: day long, man. And sometimes you bleed out. Like your friend Over, through on the it, couch. It. Oh, absolutely. Through a tampon. Hell oh, yeah. Oh, are you kidding? I was oh flying my. home from Vietnam with Sandy, and she borrowed a shirt because she was yeah. two three tampons yep. went through her pants, yep. went through yep. my shirt, went yep. on the it was <laughs> terrible. It is it. You, it's intense.
1: <laughs> but here's the thing: it's why horrible. don't you know this? Like I, why don't I, these guys know this information? Oh,
0: Holson definitely doesn't Half? know this. Pete right down <laughs> downstairs Half? is like.
1: Hold on, hold on. Wait, half of our human population has to do this every single fucking month. And not only that, there are parts of it that are painful. Do you know about cramps? Do you know all the places you get cramps? I just know that
0: my daughters can become bitchy.
2: But- do you know why?
0: No, yeah, because they're when that happens, they just get bitchy. No,
2: but do you know why they get no, bitchy? No, I
0: don't know why. I just know that they get bitchy. Because
2: your hormones are all out of whack you for can't that time. Yourself. And you can't control your hormones. And oh. if you have cramps, they can be in your stomach. They can be in your back. You get they really bloated. They can be bloated. in your butthole. Yep. Butthole
1: cramps. Yep. Yes. Butt so painful. Huh? a headache. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. You can have cramps on they your vulva, in your boobs.
0: They should make a... They should make a... A period pill they can give dudes so they can just experience those oh, cramps. Once. I would pay a million, million dollars. I would love that. Because I hear that it's it's almost like when you hear you cramp
1: in your weenus. Yes, I, <laughs> I, literally, this is on tour this summer. This is what oh. this is what I talk about. For real. Is imagine your husband getting his first period.
0: Oh, I'd imagine I'd a, does everyone be,
1: just break out laughing. They're pissing themselves because yeah. it's like y'all can't even handle a cold. You're gonna handle a period. Yeah, no. And and yeah. do you get to take time off? No. When you're no, you just keep doing all the things, working the job, running the company, raising the babies, doing it all, but you're doing it with this happening. And sometimes
0: a guy wants to have sex during it. Ugh,
1: night. I don't mind period sex to be honest. I don't mind
0: it at all.
2: Yeah,
1: it's, it's That's, a thing of the past.
0: It's like Santa so you're
1: Claus done.
2: All right, so I'm no done. more. Oh. My last period was in October. Oh, yeah, some almost my a gosh. year. It's wow. over October. No sign of it. It that... left the building. Oh, fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that we part of it's great. We are we hear, like. Every now and then, we'll hear like
2: wind blowing through there. No, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I. It's been an interesting little year. I, I think I was in perimenopause a long time. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then there's a like a red smoke came out, like a like a ghost. In when the he goes forest. to
2: visit, he has to clear the cobwebs right, out. Right, of course. <laughs> when
1: he goes to visit.
0: So let's get back to you. So you're doing this tour right now, and mm-hmm. you're and you're and you're trying to do. Are you doing it by yourself on stage? You have a guest. It's just me. Really?
1: Yeah. I mean, when I'm doing, I could, I could talk for ten hours on stage, zero problem. Yeah. But I've never done it before where it's not just me getting you to believe in yourself. Um, and so what I'm finding is that the jokes are, like people are, they're laughing in spite of themselves, which I find hilarious. So like yeah. embarrassed to be laughing. And then when I bring it around to like, now let's talk about how this applies to your real life and why you're not pursuing your dreams, the energy of the room comes down, mm-hmm. right? Because we've gotta get more serious if we're gonna unpack that. And it, what I'm struggling with is, is it possible to make you laugh, make you ma- laugh, bring the energy down, make you laugh, make you laugh, bring the energy down. Like that's sort of the crux of it now. I I don't know if it should just be an hour of straight funny stories and then go into-
0: Well, how, so I'm, I'm, well, okay. I'll do, let's start this way. What is the reason most people aren't achieving their dreams? Do you know? Or if you had to guess, (laughs) Uh, what's the number one reason? I would guess procrastination-
1: I, would, I mean, I would say it's more core than that. It's the really? voice in the back of your head.
0: Saying you're not worth it.
1: Saying you can't have this, you're too old, you're too young, you're stupid, you're not. It's whatever. We all have our own version of that. But that voice is louder than than this. And so I think oftentimes my work is me trying to be louder than the voice in the back of your head. Is to give you, honestly, what they're wanting is, this sounds so stupid, but they want permission. I do a Q and a at the end and every single woman that stands up is essentially asking me for permission to do the things she wants to do. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Leave him. He sounds like an asshole or yeah. yeah start the business. You you're well qualified. You've done this for 20 that years. Is
0: so insightful. We'll talk about a friend of mine. Let's call her Kelly Kemp and she, that's Leanne's Christian name. And she and Leanne for a very long time, it, and I had this hard work mentality of like, if I get up early and I start my laundry now and I get the kids ready for school and I clean the kitchen and I, get, uh, and I get all the bills, but like if I do all the hard work, I don't have to focus on me. And then at one point we had this guy named Javier come over and talk about what she wanted. And she said she wanted things. There were certain things she wanted, but in a weird way, she was like, who am I to ask the world for those? Like if I'm mm-hmm. being, Full Who disclosure. do you think
2: you are? That was that was the voice in my head. Your Who voice. Who do you in... think you are? Mm. Who do you think you are thinking you can do that?
0: Yeah. yeah. You don't deserve that. What why would why would anyone listen to your podcast? It was
2: specifically Who do you think you are?
1: Yeah, that's a big one for women. Mm -hmm. It's who do you think you are? It's the imposter syndrome of like, Mm -hmm. oh, if they only knew me, they'd know that I'm not that smart or I'm not that great or I'm not this or that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just a a woman thing. I think this goes both ways. But who are you not to try it? Why not you? Why
2: fucking not not you? you?
0: Why not you? Why not you? That's the fucking thing. Why not Jair Rodriguez, it was his name, not yes. Javier, Jair. Jair. Hold on, write down imposter syndrome. Why not you? Why not you? I've I've actually said that, I've been forced to say that to myself a bunch, where I say, what, how, how come I get to experience this? But it's so true where I go, so okay, like I saw this documentary on Sierra Leone, and it was like these kids are 10 years old and they're using heroin to get through their day. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, how come I get my dreams to come true, and this poor kid's got to do heroin? Right. Why me? Like, what? What did I do to deserve this? I think imposter syndrome is fucking bullshit. I think if you don't have it, then you're a phony. That's my new thing: is that imposter syndrome is natural. Yeah, it's normal. Absolutely. If you don't have it, you're a fucking sociopath. If you don't, if you're not going like, I'm not worth this. I'm not good enough. I people are gonna find out I'm just a regular person one day. What am, am I? I'm in a nice car. I do this all the time. I'm in an expensive car. Why I didn't do anything different than everyone's getting up and busting their ass. I have so many feelings about this. I sit in comedy clubs with dudes that I started with that are not making as much as me. And I do not, I sometimes cannot go, sometimes you can go, clearly the guy's got a drug problem. He's been in his own way. Clearly the guy's got a problem with pussy. This is his problem. We. I, I see his problem. Clearly the guy has a problem with boundaries. He's a fucking totally ass- total asshole. This guy's a fucking lunatic. By the way, I've seen those lunatics succeed. Lunatics. Fucking lunatics. Fucking boundary pushing fucking lunatics. Succeed. And then you go, well, that makes sense. But then when a good guy succeeds, <clears throat> Part of you, if you're a normal person, sits back and goes, well, why me and not him? Mm -hmm. Why me and not him? We're both very talented. We're both very talented. We both showed up sober. We both did the work. Why me and not him? And imposter syndrome is a natural reaction to success. I believe, I believe, I believe anyone that doesn't have it, those fucking people are sociopaths and they don't have it. And I know them. I remember they were like, "I deserve this." No, you fucking don't. Mm. Like, no, that's the my that's one of my my hangups is like, I deserve this. Uh, this is my time.
2: Was a lack of humility or empathy? Well, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know
1: that necessarily we deserve anything in this life. We don't. Life, but I think for we're you, we're all going to die one yeah, day. <laughs> for you and for anyone else who's struggling with that piece of like, why me? Or the imposter syndrome of like, if they figure out who I actually am. I think that we forget that nobody knew what the fuck they were doing when they first started. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew. Like, I am so grateful that you like the podcast. I've been doing it for seven years. And people who see your career right now today and see the stadiums and see the work that you guys are doing with these tours, you have been working on this for so long. Mm -hmm. We're looking at someone else's middle and comparing it to our starting line.
0: Oh, yeah. And people look at people look at everyone. There are people watching you right now going, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's this chick? Why is she there? <laughs> they don't realize you've been busting your ass for your entire adult life right. to get to where you are today. Right. And they don't ever, it's so easy to diminish the work you've put in by going, well, I've never fucking heard of her. Yeah, It's it's so crazy that that happens. I, I think a lot of people thought, I know a lot of people thought, um, I was a dude on Travel Channel who got became friends with Joe and then started stand-up. Not knowing I started stand-up when I was 26, Got on Travel Channel when I was 36. I'd been doing stand-up for 10 years. And then and then did stand-up all through tra- Like, I think they, and it's so hard to, you know, I was talking to Leanne about this today. I have a really good friend, possibly my best friend, who is dealing with something. And we were talking about it. And he said, you know, I want to say something. But I can't. I feel it's, it's crazy. The position I'm in, I just gotta shut my mouth. And he talked about a lesson he learned very early in his career about speaking up for yourself versus not speaking up for yourself. And it was crazy. It was crazy to me that, I don't know if this is coming out right, but like to advocate for yourself at a certain point in your life, you just gotta stop and do the work.
1: I think that's always the answer. Always. yeah. Because I was going to ask when you said that, you know, there are people who thought this or people who think, and it's like, who cares? Like if you obsess and you, by you, I mean human beings. If we obsess over what other people are thinking or saying, it's going to stop us from moving forward, taking action, doing the thing that we need to do. If I'm here for any reason, it's just that I keep, putting my head down and doing the work. When people talk shit, I put my head down and do the work. When people have, you know, theories or gossip or this or whatever, I just keep doing the work. And I'm doing the work now for the same reason as when I started is I know the effect. I know that it's helpful. I fucking know that it's helpful because women come up to me every day of my life in grocery stores, at the airport, and they tell me. They tell me they left an abusive marriage. They tell me they started their first business. They tell me they ran a half marathon. That that's something that i get to have
0: oh you said that you said that oh you said that fuck you said that the other day you said that the other day Uh, what were you uh tell me your thoughts on on achieving something like a marathon about you just said it and you but you said it the other day on the show i don't know i don't know i i'm I'm... Oh,
1: well, I do think that it's one of the, the most powerful things that a woman can do is run a long distance race. She doesn't think that she can run.
0: Because it, then no one can take that away from you.
1: Nobody can fucking take that away from you. Like, I and was. It changes
0: not, your perspective. Th-
1: okay, so this is. I'm going to get fired up because this I is fucking the just theme. Saw this, other day. <laughs> this is the theme of tour this. Well, it's not summer anymore, but this is the theme of my tour is that if you want lasting change, you have to do something that you did not believe you were capable of. Mm-hmm. You do something that you're like, holy shit, I'm the person who gets tattoos now. Holy shit, I cross the marathon after running 26 miles and I did not die. You have these defining moments of before and after where you look at that and you go, God, okay, we're never going back there because now I'm a person who runs marathons. That's now who I
2: am. It changes everything. It does if you prove yourself to yourself. Exactly. That's what it is. Yes. I work out with a trainer three days a week and I'll be in the middle of a session going, there's no way that I can do what you're telling me. He also trains... The uh, U.S. Olympic Beach Volleyball Team. And I do the same stuff they do. And I'm 53 and they're 20, 21. And I watch them work out before me going, yeah, I'm definitely not making it through this workout today. There's no way. And then I'll do it. I don't do it like they do. Yeah. But I do it like a 53-year-old. And I leave there going… I could pick this car up and carry it across the street. Hell yes.
1: It's so powerful. It's so simple. The amount of times in my life that I have gone back to the moment I crossed the finish line at the LA Marathon, which was the first long race I ever ran. I go back to that moment. Like every time I'm like, you can't do this. This is too hard. This is impossible. I'm like, fuck you. You went through 52 hours of labor once pushing a baby out. You ran across that marathon when you thought you were going to die or crap your pants. Like You can do anything Mm -hmm. because you have done anything before. And when you have those defining moments, nobody can take that away from you forever. Forever you get to
2: say, that's the thing that I did. Because it's intrinsic. Yeah. It's not extrinsic. It's an intrinsic value that you built and you earned and you own it. Yeah.
0: That statement, uh, I'm the guy who does this now, is such a powerful. I'm no longer the guy that doesn't do this Mm -hmm. or girl or person. Yeah. I'm the person who does this. Yeah. So like it was really funny so I'd I, I I'd always wanted to uh, surf. I'd always wanted to surf. Like I just I'd surfed as a kid, but I it f- I fell away from me, and and I and I was never really that good. I was uh, okay, but not that great. And as I got fatter, I couldn't I couldn't do it. And I said to the I said to myself, "I'm gonna like I like putting little small goals on myself." And so one of the goals I made was I'm gonna get I'm gonna lose enough weight where I can go to Hawaii. I was at the time gonna go by myself and take surf lessons by myself. And I'm going to surf. I'm gonna surf. That's gonna happen. I want to be the guy who says I surf. And so I went with my daughter and my my buddy Pete, my assistant Pete, and uh, and my my cameraman John Manns. my sister, and my sister. We all went to Hawaii. We stayed at Turtle Bay. We took Jamie O'Brien's surf classes. We did them twice in the mornings. We did them in the mornings and I surfed and there was a moment I had where I was standing on a wave and I was being pushed by the ocean towards the shore and I was moving the board to the right and I said to myself I said out loud to myself I'm the guy who surfs and it was <laughs> that... so fucking powerful yeah. to then say now that now this is who I am to add that to add that to your to your 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 self esteem, your your private accolades. You don't need to put it on a shelf for everyone. You just know you do it. Yeah. Uh, I ran the LA marathon, but I, d- I did it. Well, I did it because uh, I did it because my friend said I couldn't do it, and I knew without a doubt that anything's achievable. You can do anything you put your mind to, and especially with a marathon, if you want to do it, you can do it. Yeah. You just have to decide. I'm the person who runs marathon.
1: Yeah. Well, and- it's like that the the idea of like people like us do things like this. That's huge.
0: That's so fucking huge. That's so huge. Okay, I'm talking to you privately right now. If you're listening to this podcast, that is the most important thing you will hear this year. People like us do stuff like this. Yep. And decide to be the guy. Look, I do not have a motivational podcast. I'm only doing this because Rachel's here and Leanne's here. (laughs) Like, I'm not the guy that's trying to change your life. I honestly, quite honestly, don't care if you change your life. I kind of like you drinking. I kind of like you shirtless. I kind of like the way you are, a little overweight, coming to my shows. I'm jealous that you get to eat hot dogs while I'm on stage. I love corn dogs, right? I love live venues. I love partying. I love weed. I love all of it. But there is a tenement, a tenant to the way I believe, and that is i'm gonna be the guy now that does this because it's so i made the and i've made these little bets i want to be the guy who can bench 225 10 times and i did it i did it but then you're then you're the guy that did it it's so important because you're probably (laughs) sitting and i'm talking to you right now Mm -hmm. if you're sitting there listening to yourself thinking yeah but i'm not that guy you are you can be that guy that's what you're saying and i think that's i saw you say that Maybe it was in like an instant or TikTok post or something. And it was, I was a, you finishing a marathon in the post. And I was like, fuck, that's all you have to do is yeah. decide.
1: Well, and I just, I want to add something to what you just said. Cause you're like, I love you guys the way you are eating your hot dogs, shirtless, drinking, whatever we can work on different parts of ourselves without erasing who we are.
0: Please tell me how to do that.
2: <laughs> what do you well, mean? I feel like
0: I feel like when I change You just
2: add to who you are. Yeah. You just I mean, add to who yeah. you are. Yeah.
0: So I have I don't know what's wrong with me.
2: <laughs> I bet Leanne has some ideas. I have a couple. <laughs> yeah.
0: I have I have an all or nothing mentality where it's like I can either I can either be a hundred percent this guy or a hundred percent this guy. And I have a hard time finding a middle ground of like of like i'm either working out eating right not drinking being clean falling asleep early uh like that guy or i'm like yo another bottle of wine let's get in the hot tub uh oh we're drinking we're flying let's let's drink you know like i have these like these so like when i do change when i do decide to do changes they become almost i would say overwhelming and unmanageable does that make sense
2: Well, I think you manage your anxiety in extremes. Yes. So you're either out of control fully or in control fully. So there's no middle so that you can go, I can have one glass of wine and I'm okay. Or I can, you know, stay up late two nights, you know, and I'm okay. You don't manage. It's all for you. You have so much of this. He has this anxiety kind of disorder Underneath that is some OCD and a little panic. So I think anybody who has that kind of wiring, they all figure out ways to cope and yeah. manage it. And his maladaptive way of coping and managing it a lot of times is with alcohol or food or indulging himself in mm-hmm. extreme things. And then when that gets a little out of control, he gets super locked into this very rigid way of, of functioning. And I don't know you'd say neither one of them is healthy, but I'm not sure if either one of them gives him everything he wants because he's losing in one or he's losing in the other. Mm-hmm. And there's no like, oh, yeah, this works kind of, this kind of lets me take care of everything and manage my anxiety. So I think he just hasn't found some adaptive behaviors that let him still feel excited. And I can't Have you, remember, are I, you, I, I can't. Have you taken adaptogens?
0: What's an adaptogen?
2: Oh,
1: shit. Really? Okay, an adaptogen is – there's a bunch of different kinds, but they're supplements that you take that literally help your nervous system adapt. So get on Amazon. I would – no, so you want to get holy basil leaf. Holy, I, basil, holy basil leaf. Holy basil leaf. You can buy it anywhere, Whole Foods, Amazon, whatever. It's literally a type of basil. There's a bunch of different, but this is my favorite. Um, I wouldn't be a functioning human if it wasn't for this supplement. Is basil? Yes, it's basil. So I take one pill every night before I go to bed because it does make me feel a little bit, um, not groggy, but like less energy than I would like. Yeah. And the way I describe it to people with anxiety is like, um, it's like you can still see what would make you anxious, but you're outside of it instead of inside of it. It's a separation. It's a, it's a game changer. Which is
2: actually what... What people who don't have anxiety, that's how they manage anxiety. Every human being has anxiety. Right. But for me, I don't have any kind of disorder with it. So, because both of our children have it. So, I've been in therapy with them. And as it was explained to me, is I can go, you know what? I'm pretty sure, I'm afraid that there's something in the closet. But I know in my brain that's really unlikely where they can't do that. There is absolutely something in the closet. Absolutely. No discussion. Yeah. It is real. Yeah. And they don't have that piece or that piece is not practiced in their brain where they can go, let's just talk ourselves off the ledge here. So So that's a really simple over-the-counter
1: thing that has changed more lives than I can even explain. It doesn't make you time. Holy basil basil. There's also ashwagandha. If you
0: make holy basil you want I use
1: that's what I use the Gaia one um I I literally I cannot recommend it enough and I would say things about yeah go through a whole month cycle it won't affect you negatively in any way but just give it a few weeks before you say Mm ashwagandha yeah
0: I loved her first album (laughs)
1: <laughs> but yeah,
0: how do you spell Asha? A S H. Oh wow, that's so crazy. W A
1: G A N D A. all
0: right Ashwagandha.
1: Yeah. So any kind of adaptogen, extra that can, strength. I I don't take Ashwagandha. I take this one.
0: Oh, you get you can oh you can take either or.
1: Yeah. I oh, well, well I mean talk works. to a nutritionist. What happens when you stack them? No, I feel like that's okay. unnecessary holy basil <laughs>
0: or Ashwagandha.
1: We'll take the one that she or uses. Maybe it. that or will work for you. Talk to a nutritionist or I'm a doctor. i to one right now. Okay. <laughs> you got me. Holy basil <laughs>
0: capsules. Yes. Uh, Every night before bed. Do you do Giaia?
1: Yes, I do. Gaia. Gaia? Mm-hmm. That's what I, I knew. I uh,
0: knew. You knew that the well, whole time. Well, I knew Gaia <laughs> <laughs> Uh 60-pack? Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's commit to do it. Do you
1: already take nighttime supplements? Uh, Does marijuana? he take stuff at night? Um, see, that's going to be the key. You need to do you know what habit stacking
0: is uh no but i'm I'm pretty sure i do it
1: okay so habit stacking is when you want to incorporate something new into your life you stack it up against a habit you already do every day
0: hold so, on okay so hang on that's
2: really brilliant yeah so well, it's i'm like,
0: not listening hold on <laughs> i'm trying to change my address to <laughs> there we go hold on habit stacking so you take your habit
1: if you want to add something to your life, anything, a workout regimen, and yes. you want to drink more water, you want to yes. take this supplement. Instead of trying to do it out of the blue, you're going to stack it up against something you already do without thinking. So if I want to drink more water, I'd put a bottle of water next to my toothbrush. So in the morning after I brush my teeth, I down that bottle of water, have it's done. So for you wanting to take this at night, you want to stack it up against something you already do every single night without Rogaine. fail. Rogaine. Mm-hmm. Great. Rogaine. So I'd literally put it next to your Rogaine. Put the Rogaine on, take your supplement, boom, Habit you're done. stacking. Yeah, well, that's
2: brilliant. I've never yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Habit stacking. I've got all kinds of ideas. Habits I bet you stacking. do. You know, I did very much the same thing you did. I, yeah. I came out of my childhood and knew that what I was doing was not working. I yeah. was not happy. I was really not happy. And I read every book I could get my hand on about how to change the way you uh, think and perceive the world and how you function differently than the way I was functioning because I the way I was functioning was not working. So then you have to go, Well somebody else knows better than I do. So I just started reading all these books. That's That's so funny. I think the
0: exact opposite.
2: Well to me I think
0: no one's smarter than me. I'll figure this out. Do you really? I really do.
2: Well, that's the dumbest well,
0: I think thing I've that's, ever I think that's, heard. Thank you. <laughs> Respectfully, <laughs> thank you.
1: that's so dumb.
2: How oh, can no, you no, be smart? No, 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 no. I, I call everybody. it arrogant. Well, you call it dumb. Arrogant. It is arrogant. I think, it's I think, arrogant to on. think you know more than everybody.
0: Hold on. I look at. I don't. This is the wrong thing to say. Nope. I know I'm gonna get slammed for this. But when I when I meet people who quit drinking, and they're like, "Yeah, man, I just." Uh, You know what got away from me? I always go, No, it's not gonna happen to me. And then I, and I, and it's an arrogant thing, but I think that's what makes most alcoholics is just like, Yeah, I'll figure this out. Uh, You know what? I'm smarter than you. Yeah. Uh, You're not gonna tell you, you were weak and you had to give up and you had to go to these meetings. I've got this under control. Mm. And I think, I think, I mean, I know that I've heard addicts talk about that mentality, Mm -hmm. and I've identified with that mentality. And that's why I, I look at people that go to rehab in and, and like a and like, uh, holy likes, I go, wow, that must be crazy. Like I, I think the same thing with the comedy business. I, mean, when, I remember we had a friend who quit comedy and then we had to go to this going away party. And I, I, I was like, I'm not fucking going. I'm not gonna go to a loser's going away party. Like he gave up, he quit. By the way,
2: he is the happiest guy on the planet. Yeah. So he he shifted into something that made him happy. Good. So who cares what he's doing? You
0: told me that. Let me finish my story. Oh, geez. I said said that. And She goes, well, think about it the opposite way. How brave of him to realize this isn't his path. And then to share it with everyone and say, I no longer want this for myself. And I want you to celebrate my new path. And I went, wow, I've never seen it that way. I felt that way with, like, I've always felt that way with alcohol is that, like, i i this sounds so arrogant but i was like i'll just quit drinking i'll just quit drinking before admitting i have a problem does that make sense where i go i'm not going to go to a meeting and submit to group think and go and like get on my knees and and it's in a weird way it's like i feel the same way about religion i was like i'll figure out my relationship with god before i go and get baptized again in a river with a bunch of fucking lunatics. <laughs> like I just go, I'll figure it out. Yeah, it's an it, and and I think I, you know, I've I've I she's seen me do this with anxiety, and I've I, I've never righted that. I've never figured out anxiety.
1: Do you think you can?
0: No, it's it's natural. It's it's you. I, I mean,
1: well, the reason I ask is because just having hung out with you now twice, yeah, from my perspective, it sounds like you have pre-decided what the answer like you already know what the future is i think it's
0: it's safe that way
1: yeah of course it is of course you don't know what's
0: going to happen it's fucking
2: right so you know better than anybody of course so 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 there's no one that can help him with it
1: yeah so you're you have it's a self-fulfilling prophecy Mm -hmm. and you just keep
2: acting it out Mm -hmm. but instead uh, of being curious about maybe a different path
0: Wait, are these compliments?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, we're complimenting you.
2: Yeah,
0: um, no. there, there would be compliments I'm, I'm terrified if you would of a different path. listen. Yeah, to it. I'm terrified of a different path So I don't know what, what would happen. Well, the second you say I'm going for a new path, then what changes about that? Everything changes.
2: Well, what's the worst that could happen? You go back to your original path. But hey, maybe you learn something. Maybe you don't. Maybe and you just go right back to the way you were before. But not being open to learning something new. Do you? It's very do, limited. Are you familiar with Enneagram numbers? Uh huh. Do you know his? No.
0: what's it what is it
1: so enneagram number enneagram is a personality test that's been around forever and ever and ever and it divides personalities into different numbers so um i had really very confident of what number you are that you're never supposed to tell someone they're supposed to figure it out themselves um but you just said something like okay yeah for sure
0: wait what number am i
1: uh do you know your number? No, I don't oh, remember it. I goodness. did it a long time ago. No, it's not a fast thing, but it will blow your fucking mind. You For guys real?
2: should totally do this. I did it once and and I was like I think I'm half one number, half another. Yeah.
1: So usually you're two numbers. Okay. You have your main number and then you have a wing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I would guess that you're a seven, which is the enthusiast. I'm a hardcore enthusiast. <laughs> um, but there's wings, right? So you're a wing in either direction of your number. And one wing would be the challenger. And then the other is, I'm forgetting what the word is for it, but it's like uh, you like things to be the same way. You like the routine. You like the plan. You like knowing the outcome. And I'd bet that you're that.
0: I like, uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm a fan of change. I'm not a fan of change. I can tell you that right now. I'm not, I'm not a fan of change. I like, it's why I never had sex with a lot of people is because I like to know what I'm getting and I like to trust that it'll be there and I like to trust in things and I like to believe in things. I like to believe in your good. I mean, I've I've had business deals where I I said I'd, I, I would rather get fucked over Royally and and just and blindly not see it, then uh, blissfully not see it, then have to confront that person, because I just I, I would rather believe in people, you know. And so,
1: do you think that the that the way, and please edit this out or tell me if no, I'm asking inappropriate no, questions. Ask okay,
0: I have way overshared in life.
1: So do you feel like the way that you are living in terms of your health and how hard you're pushing with your career is something that's sustainable? <laughs>
0: no i mean no it's not but but it doesn't need to be sustainable forever it just needs to be sustainable for the time being
1: that's fucking what they all think man what that's what they all think who's they all the guys that end up having a heart attack
0: oh yeah but i'm fine i won't have one of those i've had i go to a cardiologist every six months
1: but like do you is it stressful
2: how, how,
0: no. how no no i don't find i don't <laughs>
2: your what? life isn't stressful
0: I don't think it is. Hey, sweetie pie. Do what? you
2: want me to keep my mouth shut in this conversation? I'll do that. Wait,
0: what are you talking about? I'll do that. Is my life stressful? You keep
2: telling her what you believe. Go okay, you, t-
0: you tell the truth, and then I'll, I'll, I'll course correct your truth.
2: Your life sometimes is completely unmanageable for you. I get phone calls going, they're trying to kill me. There's a meeting all day, every day. I can't. Okay, I that's don't that's have any time. Accurate. Accurate. I don't know why yesterday. am I? Why <laughs> am I
0: always? Jen's <laughs> listening. I. I, I,
2: <laughs> I don't. It's not Jen. It's you. It's not Jen or Rachel or, or Victoria or Christine or Judy. It's you yeah. because your wife for how many years now has said you should tour two weeks a month, and you tell me I'm out of my mind. Well,
0: there's, but look, there's two weeks a month. There no, no, two there weeks. Is.
2: Okay. Two weeks a month of touring gives you two weeks a month to run this entire business. But instead, you run this entire business from a bus, and you're constantly stressed and constantly not enough hours in the day.
0: Yeah, it's totally manageable. And it's, it's,
2: it's it's your daughter's senior year, and I was like, let's draw it back a little bit and well uh,
1: by the way people who are listening to this can probably find a similar story in their own mm, life totally. right they better I of mean. like we all have our version of someday someday when it comes out someday when i have enough money in the bank someday when you know this is my this is my time everything's hot it's clicking i've got it i've got to strike yeah. while the iron's hot yeah, 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 yeah. is a full-on scarcity mindset yeah oh yeah that,
0: because because it's real yeah it's but, not it doesn't last forever it doesn't last forever
1: you think that there's a world, like an actual world, where if you took some time off and came back, you wouldn't still be selling at arenas?
0: Yeah, I know that's that's accurate. No, no it's not. It's if not. you're
1: fucking funny, we will still buy tickets. No, but period. I think,
0: but I do think. So I'll explain it this way. I believed that before podcasting showed up, and then when podcasting showed up, uh, there I, I, I there was a trend in media that I noticed that um. Was you're my thing. Uh, every Tuesday, I get a brand new one of you. Fuck yeah, I can count on that guy. Uh, Casey Neistat, he released a vlog every, every single day, day for God bless fucking him. ever, and I'm sure he's probably happier now. But but he's not as red hot as he was. And when he releases a blog, they're good and they're great. But I know that I know that, and I mean this respectfully. I don't go to him the way I did. I used to go to him every day and see what his new th- what his day looked like. Well, I loved his vlog. I feel like that with Instagram. There's people who are, or are definitely a podcast. With Rogan, who is one of the biggest, he has echoed and said exactly what you just said to me it's more than any one human being. It's not sustainable. What you're doing is not sustainable. And I go, shine the mirror on you. You're doing four, three podcasts a week. You have a comedy club. You work for the UFC. You're on tour. You have a family. Like it, people so easily can say. Maybe I don't know why it happened. It definitely I what you've said has been said to me so many times mm-hmm. that I that it's it's uh,
1: it's like white noise. At it's, this point. right now.
0: I just go right now. I have so many defenses for it. Yeah, because I've heard it so much. I've heard it so much from from Tom, from uh, Joe. Well, it's probably
1: people who are worried about you. It's
0: people that are worried about me, and I think when I got, I think I think. Well, here's the thing with advice or with self help or with people trying to help you. From my perspective, is you don't you don't hear it as care, you hear it as noise. Mm -hmm. Like when people are like, "Hey, man, I'm worried." Like Tom goes, Tom would always say, "Hey." How, how are you doing, man? And I'm like, good, okay. I, like, <laughs> let's not forget, you were 275 also. Like, like that would be my head. I was like, you've always been fatter than me, and right now you're skinnier, and now you're going to say stuff to me. It's kind of pissing me off. I flew into Austin to do a podcast. Are we going to fuck a podcast or not? Sounds like,
2: like you hear it as criticism. I do. Not just noise.
0: No, it's, it is. Oh, hold on. Yeah. And noise it's is one thing, definitely criticism, criticism is it's, hang something on. else. Hang on, it's definitely criticism. When someone says, you know, something about your weight, you hear it as criticism. You don't know. It's very hard for someone to hear something about your weight or your lifestyle and, and just hear it as love. You know, I had, there was a period where I had like fucking, I had so many people reach out worried about me that I was like, stop. Mm. Fucking stop. I don't, I remember telling one guy, you're not my wife. You're not my best friend. You're no one to me. Fucking lose my number and do not fucking call me. Maybe it wasn't the best way to approach <laughs> that hand, handle that. But like I was tired of hearing it because no one does that to the guy painting fences. No one does that to the guy uh, fucking building houses or digging holes or the guys in the military. No one's like, yo, man, eight months in Afghanistan. You need to take some time for yourself. They're like, dude, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. And it's so like in a weird way, I correlate my work ethic to anyone else's no one looks at the Olympic athlete and goes, Hey man, you gotta like, you gotta like take some time off. What are you doing? Training every single day? Like, what are you trying to kill yourself? And he's Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm trying to be the best thing I can be. Like no one says it to Aaron Rodgers or fucking Tom Brady. They're like, they just go.
1: Well, I think for you though, you have, it's not just the work ethic because that's something that anybody can admire.
0: For me, it's the lifestyle of partying. Right. And yeah, it's, it's
1: those two things together. Cause it's like you could have one or you could have the other, but when you're doing both at the same time, it feels at least from an outsider's perspective, like that's gotta be really hard on your system.
0: It's, uh, it's extremely taxing on your system. It's extremely, extremely taxing on your system. And I think that's why I say, I don't know. I don't know a middle ground, right? I either go hard in the paint or I'm sitting on the bench.
1: Right. Which is why one of the first questions I asked about this was, do you think that it's possible to have a life that's somewhere in the middle?
0: Blokes is a modern health optimization service for men that is devoted to your physical, sexual, and mental health. All from the convenience of your own home. Blokes helps you test your hormones, consult with a board certified clinician about your results, and receive a personalized plan and treatment specifically for you. Blokes makes it easy to test your hormones and truly understand what is happening in your body, virtual appointments, no in-person office visit required. Bloke safe and effective protocols are clinically proven to help you feel, function, and live your best life. Take it from a guy who is on testosterone and losing weight. I feel fucking great. I feel amazing. Uh, I, I For me, it's a no-brainer. If you're listening to this, this is the way you need to go. I'm telling you right now, more comprehensive than you will ever find anywhere else, Blokes has you covered. If you're ready to step up your game and invest in your long-term well-being, head over to blokes.co slash Burt and take the first step towards a healthier you. That's B-L-O-K-E-S dot C-O slash Burt and get 20% off your labs. I'm trying this fall. I think I'm hesitant to say anything in front of my wife because she is the first one to correct me. I'm trying this fall to manage a regular tour life like anyone else.
1: Trying is failing. Okay. You're doing it or you're not doing
0: it. I don't I haven't done it yet. So So
1: this fall.
0: This fall. You guys are never going to have me over to your house again.
1: (laughs) I love you, lady. Keep talking. Um, So like when we say like I'm going to try and do it, you've already lost it. You're not doing it. So this fall, (laughs) I'm making a change in the way that I tour. Okay. This fall I'm living this fall people like us do things like this. This fall there's a change.
0: This fall I am making a change in my lifestyle. Yes. Making a change in my lifestyle. Yes. I would like I we
2: can I just say, I think you just got snapped by the (laughs) snapmaster. I love it. This fall we're making a change with your touring.
0: This fall, I'm making a change in my touring. Yeah, and you have it on
2: video. You just keep saying it. This fall, I'm making a change in my touring. Yeah,
1: and um, but in between, there's a tour, right? You're going on tour soon. Um, Is there one thing, one thing that you could add to that tour, not take away, not deprive yourself, but one thing you could add that would be a healthier choice for you?
0: Uh, I'm going to do this to the room. Pete, I need you up here. Um, well, I, so I do work out on tour, so that I, I've already already do that. But I used to train tour with a trainer, and now we're not. Why? Because we have a different size bus. I know.
1: You know how rich you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we could figure that. We could, we we should figure that. We've, I reached out to someone yesterday, and you thats were, not
2: something new. That's something you've always done. So, what no. is one thing you're gonna
0: add? I don't know. What's, I mean,
2: some holy basil.
0: I'll add holy basil, it's yeah. Next but to the like,
2: Rogaine, we have a plan.
0: Next to my Rogaine. So, wait, what could I add? To, what would be something to make you healthier?
2: Well, I have a suggestion.
0: What?
2: Oh. Uh, we just, uh, you could hire, uh, you could um, add your keto meals that we have at home to yeah. your. So, you eating could, keto?
0: I could stay keto. Pete,
2: there's too many women Pete?
0: in here. I'm getting teamed up on. Just sit over just just sit over there so wait what is something I could add to my touring so Pete listen to this I am making a change in my touring in my touring I'm saying that as a statement this fall to make myself healthier okay that's so I'm not failing right now the, the uh, that's where I'm in the weeds. so I'm
1: asking in between <laughs> I'm asking in between now and then is there one thing he could add to the the tour that's coming up? Just one thing that would make him healthier. Or another way to look at it, is there an area of tension? Is there something about any part of your daily life or any part of the tour coming up that feels tense or hard? Because if it feels tense or hard, it means it's adding stress to you. Mm -hmm. So if you could release tension, that's also a way that you can make yourself healthier.
0: I mean, obviously, the, the number one, I mean, obviously, there's little small changes. Like, don't kill a beer when you get on stage. Don't kill five when you get off. Like, I that's mean very you told
1: easy. me like oh, through tears that you shotgunning that beer before you went on stage was like the it's joy best. of your it's life so, so don't take that away no,
0: but, so, but I can't I should that's the one thing she'd take away because because I was I was going up on stage it's so fun to kill two beers rip your shirt off and now then it's like watch three beers. room pop <laughs> it was two beers it was it was two and a half one and a half really and so but it's such a fun fucking moment. But I do, I've never done that before. Leanne's like, the shirt taking off is the moment. Just don't fucking cloud the it. The
2: pop happened without that.
0: The pop mm. happens without so it. So
2: if you're looking for the pop, the pop was already there. Yeah. This, in, until very recently, he never drank on stage. He only drank when the show was over. And then suddenly he started killing a beer and a half with a large Tito's and soda on stage. And then he's killing a beer or two after. I'm Did like, that happen before the group tour? Yes. It happened. Oh, okay. It happened
0: when we started doing arenas right when we came oh. back uh, Philadelphia.
1: Was yes. it What we the
0: arena tour. Yeah, we started the arena tour. It just got it just, you know, it's like I felt like the arena tour was so big in nature that I wanted to provide something big. I I have a very I have a very acute fear of letting people down. And so I want to make sure that if you come to my show, you've had the best night of your life. I want to make sure that like I, I I've gone to shows. I went and saw, uh, not to shade anyone, but I went and saw the Cold War Kids with Leanne one time, and uh, and I was I was really let down. Uh,
1: There's nothing worse than when someone mails it in. Yeah, and it's I was like, so disappointing. They didn't even.
0: They all sat in seats. They all sat in seats on stage, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh.
2: Yeah. Well, my point is the value the value added of killing all that alcohol in an hour and a half time period is 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 not worth. Well,
0: it's it's not gaining worth, all this weight. Yeah, and, it's not worth the gaining the, the you, weight you've, and then fucking. You drank
2: f- four or five drinks before you start drinking, right. which is when that's when. Used, and to me, that is unsustainable. Right. That now your liver is involved. Now you're having all these other problems that yeah. you never had before, and it's no mystery why. If yeah. you if you Four or five drinks in the bag before you get off stage, then that, what are you doing to your body? Yeah. When the pop that happens when your shirt comes off and the jokes that you write and tell and your persona on stage is enough. This well yeah. and you
1: well, you said when I first got here, you were like, I'm so clear.
0: I am very clear right and now. And
2: I feel like that
1: if I go a day and I don't have a drink or two days or hey, this week I'm not gonna drink, I'm like, yeah. oh shit, this is what you feel like in the morning when you don't have vodka at night. You like your head is so clear. Oh, yeah.
0: you're so clear. I
1: I think I have this instinct to say, and I really want to be friends with you guys, so I uh, I don't want to you hurt your feelings. Okay, great. <laughs> I,
0: only my friends hurt my feelings.
1: Okay, well, um, I have this thought that like You think it's going to make me emotional. You think that why you're successful or why your fans, which includes me, love you is because you're the guy without a shirt on. We love you because you're a brilliant storyteller, Mm -hmm. because you fucking care about fiddling with the necklace until you have an entire show. We love you because you're excellent at what you do. It's not like yes, you you take the shirt off and you whatever, but it's not the party boy. That's not the only thing. That's yeah. like this. Uh, I I can see that you're I mean, like no. That's like,
0: part of me is like part of me is like there's a little bit of like. We had a friend. We had a friend who made a really great mac and cheese, but that's all she ever brought. She brought her mac and cheese, and at a certain point. We started making fun of her mac and cheese because she only brought mac and cheese. And then she stopped bringing mac and cheese. And everyone's like, you know, I wish we had never said anything about the fucking mac and cheese because mm-hmm. we loved her mac and cheese. Mm. But we fe- and we felt really bad. And then we would be like, hey, could you please bring your mac and cheese? She's like, no, you're just gonna make fun of me. There's part of me where I'm like, I'm bringing the mac and cheese every day. Mm-hmm. And I do hear people say, dude, he's just the guy that brings mac and cheese. And I go, yeah, but I'm afraid if I stop bringing the mac and cheese, people are gonna be like, Fuck! I came from mac and cheese. Yeah, Yeah, but what she's but
1: but what Leanne's talking about something you've added recently. Yeah, that's not you can't equate that to part of the buildup of your success. No, there's,
0: there's, there's certain things like I I I don't perform shirtless for anyone other than myself. Yeah, I am very comfortable shirtless. Yeah, I don't I drink specifically for myself. Like I drink for me. I enjoy drinking, and when I usually for the my whole career, especially any theaters I ever did. If I drank, it was, and Pete can attest, it was when I started the machine on the second show. I never drank first shows. I didn't like to be I and but when I started doing these arenas, it was such an event. It was such a buildup. You had so many people. You know, in order to do a tour successfully, I I would look at it like I in a real fucking marine core mentality, no man left behind, every show. Has to be a banger so that I can come back there and perform for that many people next time. And when you get to a place where all the people in the city are coming to one show, there is a pressure on you to make sure you deliver the best fucking show they've ever seen. Because there's a lot of great comics that are coming through their city, and all of them came to your show. Yeah, I remember. I remember we were in Tampa, and and I think we did like nineteen thousand tickets in Tampa. And Shane Gillis, one of my closest friends, was at the Tampa Theater, and he did two shows. And I said to myself, "I, because I know how talented Shane is, I need to give these guys a reason to make sure they want to see me again, because next time, in my opinion, they should see Shane. Like, that's, I remember thinking that. Shane came to our show and ended up partying with me. And I remember saying to him, you know, this is in your, this is in your path. This is... Emily Center, you will be doing this. And Shane's the most humble dude in the world. He's like, no, 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 no. Never, never. And I was like, I was like, dude, I know it as clear as I know that we will die one day. You will be doing this arena and you will be selling it out and everyone that just came to my show one day will be coming to your show. I just want to make sure that when they come to my show, they have a reason to say, I want to come back again. And you, when you do theaters, you get two shows a night, sometimes four in a, in a venue, in a, in a, in a space, to make sure you you at least have three great shows. But when you do Arena, you get one shot to hit it out of the park. So I got to this mentality of like, this is going to be the best show you've ever seen. Like this will be everything you've ever wanted. I, I increased my stage. I increased my lighting. I got better LEDs. I fucking, I had a lighting package. I had smoke. I had a, a, a fucking, I was like, let's fucking take it to the limit. And so I think what Got out of control with me was like I think we did it in Boston it was the first time I killed a beer. But you go to Boston, you murder two beers on stage. The place, I mean, it's so. F- I mean, look, I know that I'm talking like I'm talking about myself in the third person, but it is so fucking cool to go out, have a beer, almost like a pro wrestler. Go- Shane Gillis is the one that fucked me up on this because he was like, when we did Fully Loaded, he was like, "Dude, you need to be coming out of the bullpen like fucking Mario Rivera." Whatever, and I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Enter Sandman, come sprinting out of the fucking." And so I got in this mentality of like a pro wrestler almost, where I'd bring out the beer and I'd hold it up, and they'd be like, "Oh," and then you start drinking it, and you'd hear the build, you'd hear the build, "Oh," and then the shirt comes off, the lights go up, the place goes fucking bananas, and you're like, "Let's fucking go!" And then part of me is like, "How the fuck?" And then I'd be like, and then I just start doing stand up. <laughs> But it's like, I don't know, I just, I, I think I have this thing where I don't want to let anyone down. If you bust your ass all week and you're going to spend money on my tickets, I want to make sure you have the best time of your life.
1: But do you equate you working hard and you, like, having drinks and that lifestyle as co-mingling? Like, they yeah. have to, that's yeah. interesting. They're, they're
0: conjoined twins. How so? One's watching the other one's back <laughs> while the other one's walking forward. So, like, so like the hard worker is the bigger conjoined twin. And then the party is the one that her legs doesn't touch the ground. So she's got (laughs) to sit on the roller and, but she faces backwards. And so the conjoined ones walking forward, like, don't worry, I'm working hard. And the ones looking back, like, Hey, I man, there's no one behind you. We can take a, a You break. just made
2: that story so confusing, no one could dispute it. So no one can have a comeback to that fucking story. I don't even know what you're talking about. A conjoined twin that sits on a stool that faces backwards.
0: Pull him up, Halston. I know I what know, you're talking about, but come it. on, I no, got it. I, but
2: that, you just made that so complicated. Yeah, well, I do. That's got to be a, a thing, too,
1: is that uh, you'll start telling another story with eloquence, and you'll start talking about Shane, and it's a, and you're going off over here hoping that we we all forget what yeah, we were talking 100%. about over here. He's a rodeo clown. Too.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's a total rodeo clowner.
0: Partying for me.
2: And then when you bring it back to the original, and he'll go, "That's not what we're talking about." Right. And I'm like, "That's where we started." Yeah, we're going back to where we started.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I, I <laughs> That's think a great it, answer. I think that I, I think it's nice to know that you get a. Tr- I know that I, we, have fr- <laughs> we have a friend, a friend who. We were. I was talking about writing a self help book, and my first well, my first chapter was give yourself a nickname. And I, by the way, after ta- listening to the Todd Herman podcast, I was like, uh, that's a real fucking chapter. Yeah, that's a real fucking chapter. Absolutely. Did you? That's a real fucking chapter. Second chapter, treats. I can do anything if I know a treat's coming. If I know I get treats at the end of the day, and sex is a treat, joints are treat, cigars a treat. Yep. alcohol's a alcohol's been a very trustworthy treat. Food has been. Maybe my favorite treat in the world. But if I know there's a treat coming, I can do anything.
1: Well, can I ask though, are you like in a day of a show? Are you like super clean on top of it to get to the treat on the other side?
0: Uh, I'm going to answer this. I know everyone's going to have different opinions (laughs) because apparently my truth isn't the truth. Um, Yeah, my day of a show, and I'm not talking about fully loaded. I'm talking about regular tour. Day of a show, I wake up, I eat, like shit i'll eat whatever i try to eat good but I, like i eat Trying's and then failing. i'll work out Trying's failing i work out uh i take a nap and then i do the show that's my day right Pretty similar. yeah around a little bit. yeah shifts you know, around makes it a little bit easier. catering makes it a little easier i eat a little healthier but like
1: well one of leanne's ideas was that you were going to bring meals on tour with you
0: but we have catering so in the arenas we bring a caterer with us so we just need to tell her uh, I think it's her same one, but we just tell her you need to make. We just advance and go. We need to. We need some keto options. We need some healthy options, and then we do that. And then you don't look. The teamsters aren't happy because they they want what they want. Right. But uh, but then we can. I can eat what I want. Yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty clean. And then and then what's crazy is I'm a lot healthier on the road than I know any, anywhere else because I won't usually fully loaded is a different beast, but usually. I don't start drinking. I don't. I mean, usually, I say this arena tour has been a little different, but usually I don't really start drinking until I get off stage. That's when I have a Tito's and soda. And so usually I'm a lot healthier because my drinking happens later in the night mm-hmm. and then we fall asleep, we get on the road, wake up, and then you have a full fucking day of not boozing. Um, fully Loaded is a different beast because it's all comics. We're all partying. We're all having a good time everyone gets on a boat and who's like who wants a beer and you're like ah, fuck it i can definitely put i can do a show all we got to do is 15 you know so and then you start smoking weed and then all of a sudden things get away the from the wheels you. come off yeah. the wheels come off and everyone's mm-hmm. like who wants to eat mushrooms <laughs> so, well
1: it sounds like going into this next the tour that you're about to go on
0: yeah
1: the just based on what we've all talked about the simplest solution is you're not gonna have a drink until the show's done
0: well, that's easy. That's, that's easy. easy.
1: Yeah. but that's That would be easy. a big change, it sounds like, based on what just happened from yes. Fully Loaded.
0: What would be cool? It would be a reset be, to what, what was
2: happening before. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you what would be really cool. Yeah. And I mean this sincerely. I don't no one really can tell that I'm if I'm drinking or not drinking. My show is better, I think honestly, if I'm not drinking. That's why I never really drank on stage. Um what would be cool is to not have a drink until I get off stage. Not have a drink until I get off stage. And then off stage, decide if I want to drink that night.
2: Yeah, that like that, that would, be would be cool great.
0: because a lot of times, a lot of times I drink out of just eh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Like I like I'm looking at this first week, and I go Raleigh is on a Wednesday night, uh, Charlotte's on thir- on Friday night, Atlanta's on Saturday night, and I was like, I was like it would be cool because I immediately I go I'm drinking in Atlanta because all yeah. my friends are there, but then yeah. I go well hold on. I wonder who is coming. Because there's been a couple times we've hung out backstage in Atlanta where you're like, well, I could, I'm wasting a night of drinking. I'm just drinking with a bunch of people I do not want to talk to. I, none of my friends showed up. Right. And it's just I'm sitting with like this Randoms. fucking random, I don't want to say their names, but like it's sometimes you've been, it's just been like, oh, it's cool. And so. um
1: Have you ever done a week of tour without a drink?
0: Yeah. I've done a month. Have you really? Often. Sober October. So October.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. And and did you feel like the shows were better? Did you feel like your mind was clear, or just like whatever?
0: So, correct me, please. Obviously, correct me, because I want to keep. I want to stay honest in all this. There is a different mindset when you're not drinking for a bet versus not drinking by choice. Like I am not drinking by choice right now. And my mentality about it is a lot more clear. Healthy. It's it's uh like I'm not drinking because I want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I'm and I and, and one of my real motivations is, and this sounds really crazy, I'm not drinking so that I still can drink.
1: No, I get that. Like I wanna I make 100% sure that I can drink.
0: That. I wanna make sure that I on my cruise, I want to booze hard as fuck. And I want to have that opportunity by getting into a weight class where I'm, when, when I drink, I'm not the guy that's red as fuck that everyone's worried about. Mm. Cause it's not fun. And I'll tell you really quick, my mentality, like I, I've always had a hard time not drinking on flights. And then we flew to Den- to Detroit and then back from Detroit. And for whatever reason, because I knew I could drink if I wanted to drink. No one's told me I can't drink, there's no rules here. So I knew that if, if turbulence gets bad, I can have a drink. I, if, if it gets worse, i'll fucking get wasted no one's gonna say a word to me and it, and i'm not hurting anyone it's it's my choice uh but i didn't need to drink i really didn't need to drink and we had turbulence on our first takeoff and on our second takeoff and i was cool with it i was cool i had this real moment of going this this isn't how i go out like really can't casually the way you can look at anxiety from the outside and go this is totally normal i've had tons worse than this this is totally fine. We got up there. None of the fucking voices are in my head. I did some stuff that I'd normally do during Sober October. Like I play this stupid fucking video game just nonstop. And so it just it distracts me. But choosing for yourself not to drink versus doing it in a bet with a group of friends was is a very different approach to... Uh... It's intrinsic, mm, not
2: exactly, extrinsic. Yeah. Intr- intrinsic value is the healthiest thing you can build. It builds positive self-esteem that cannot be taken from you ever and that intrinsic value is yes. built so by I,
0: I said that to you so i'm going to cut you off That's okay I, I don't know what you're saying That's okay don't worry but about i it. don't know i don't know, what, I you're know what you're saying i know you do I, but I, uh, so if you're listening i don't know what they're saying but i will tell you <laughs> i landed and i told and leanne called and she goes what are you doing i said nothing nope. i just landed i was sober i didn't tell i didn't by the way i didn't start the thing by which is a sober october thing i didn't drink like, it's like a real weird thing is that I get on the, everyone knows I'm not drinking, but I'm like, I did it sober. I didn't say I was sober. She goes, What are you doing tonight? And I said, I don't know. What are you doing? She goes, Well, I don't know. What do you want to, what do we end up doing that night? You're like, Do you want to go out to dinner? You want to go over to what's his name's house? Yes. We want to go to Thomas Sandy's or Shiva uh, and, and Jeremy's. And I was like, I was like, Yeah, I'll go. And she's like, Okay, well, when you come home, we're going to head over. We're going to pick up Sandy and we're going to head over. And I was like, Cool. And I felt like a grown up. Like, I've never felt like a grown up. I felt like a grown up. And I was like, yeah, I got it. Oh, cool! I'm gonna go home and go out to dinner with some friends, and and then and I didn't. I felt a weird sense of self-esteem that I had never felt. If that means intrinsic, yes, then yes, yes. that is intrinsic.
2: That is
1: because Intri- it's not anyone else congratulating you. You're not getting it from any external source. You're getting it from in here. So
0: that's intrinsic yes. value yes. Like inside you. I got some yes. intrinsic shit on that flight, and I've gotten a lot of other intrinsic stuff by like. But like I drove, I drove them to dinner that night. Yes, you did. And then I, well, I got high, so I they drove home. I drove <laughs> home. But
2: That's okay. I also,
0: I'm also like, I'm also.
2: You're trading off. It's yeah. fair for the first time yeah. ever. Ca- yeah. the California minute I got so pregnant, it. he was like, "Designated driver," yes. and I've the nice been the pregnant. designated driver for 19 years. I
0: drank Xanax so. and had ads absinthe the night nice you got pregnant, and I was like, "This is my new norm."
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, but intrinsic value and and positive self esteem are bedfellows like so how do you, 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 how do you can't you, really have one so how do
0: you add intrinsic value to yourself
2: it's you deciding
1: to do things for yourself by yourself and then feeling good about it when you actually pull it off
0: same thing as like running a marathon exactly right so, oh so the key to life is loading up on intrinsic value
2: i think oh well, i don't know if it's, I don't know the, if it's key the key to life. but it's, yeah. it's kind of a Part of the key. is important. Well, in, I think doing things like writing way, a book or you two or, should
0: have a podcast where you just have interventions with comics. Yes. And you're like, Mark ready. Norman. We're gonna find oh, out if you're autistic. Comedy.
2: <laughs> comedy. Um
1: no, I think it's about doing things which you do as a comedian. Anybody who is standing on a stage by themselves, there is no net. You are doing something all by yourself.
0: So okay, so then okay, so then how come I don't get intrinsic value when I shoot a special, or that I get applauded for my special?
1: I think because you've done it too much. I think it's the same. At least for me, yeah. Um, this is going to sound douchey, but I could go twenty thousand people in an arena and motivate the shit out of them, and all, and I feel nothing. I feel like I did that thing, and I'm proud, and I'm grateful that God gave me that opportunity, but I, I don't feel that. But, but if this you swim thing a quarter
0: I'm, mile in a lake, you're like, "Wow, that!" That's fucking- or
1: like this thing I'm doing right now scares the shit out of me. It is so scary because it's so different. Sure. And I, I when I first started doing it, two hundred people came, and I'm used to selling out arenas, and I'm yeah. like, "Holy fuck!" I can feel that because I'm pushing myself past a boundary that I'm not sure what's on the other side of it. But yeah. no matter what, I had the courage to show up and try, and that's the feeling. That's that's the courage or the um self-esteem that i'm getting out of that moment but i guarantee when you first started telling jokes you felt like holy shit oh i I had intrinsic
0: value oh yeah because i did go I'm a comedian. I'm the guy who said, I get to really say I'm a comedian now. It's I remember just being proud on planes. To what higher do you do and higher living? levels. And I would be like, I'm a comedian and I'm not lying about that. Because <laughs> there was a time where every, every comic's like, oh, I'm a comedian, but you know you're not really. Right. You're, you're making really, no money. Yeah, now yeah.
2: you build intrinsic value changes as your life changes. Yeah. so what mattered to you in your 20s that really intrinsically mattered to you in your 20s might not matter to you in your 50s. Good point. So there's something that that shifts. You just have to... I think one of the key things to being successful in life is pure curiosity. To be curious about yourself, to be curious about where your shortcomings are, about where your successes lie, about what makes you happy, What to be really curious about it. Because curiosity doesn't really have a lot of judgment with it. It's really pure. As I I don't know if you call curiosity an emotion but as a as a way of approaching life maybe if you're curious like why why are we fighting right now what is this about really or why is my daughter lying to me instead of being like you're fucking lying to me to go but why is it happening why because then that curiosity will spark your brain to think outside of the box that you're used to thinking in or because if you just stay in the same box and you come to the same conclusion over mm-hmm. and over again, but curiosity pushes you outside of that box and that curiosity about life will lead you to places where you can build more intrinsic value that maybe weren't there before.
0: Should I travel to India by myself for intrinsic value?
2: I think that you <laughs> probably are not going to be able
1: to get it in the same way as a comedian because you've hit levels you've hit heights in that space i want to
0: add my intrinsic value because i like it it feels good
1: i think that you have to do
2: shit that you don't normally do you know what you did recently that gave you that is the machine because you went into that movie not knowing if you could act having never done a feature film really participating in the, the development of that story and, and acting and worked so well with the director and the producer. And you came out of that feeling really, really good about yourself. It. Yeah. Really so it. that is an example in the world of entertainment recently where you built some real intrinsic value and you left there going, hey, I actually can act. I may not be you know like Gary Oldman, but I can act. And that that's a perfect example in the world of entertainment.
0: So I know how she reads a book. How do you read a book? <laughs>
2: In which what like do you so mean? like
0: okay like, I mean this. I mean this for real, and I know it's gonna sound like a dumb thing to say, but like, I know I know her process. Like, she has this thing called a Bible, where if she finds things she likes, she keep puts it in there. Well, it's
2: not about reading a book,
0: but no, but, that's no, about but gathering information. Information, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, like, how did you get smart about this stuff? Like, and I know you read books, but like, like I read books. I oh, I read see books. what you're
2: saying. Like, how do you? So what I did is when I, was, when I started this journey of reading all these books, I started something I call my Bible. It's a spiral-bound notebook where if I found something I was reading, a lyric from a song, an article in a magazine, poem, whatever, something someone said to me that uh, really hit me on the path I was trying to walk, I'd put it in this book. Mm. So I have a collection of thoughts and ideas and sayings that are what I believe to be my path for who I am or want to be that's awesome and so
0: so how is your I, how you that's
2: do how that? I remembered all of it too because you know you read book after book after book and you go was that one thing right. that I read in that one book? What'd that mean? Now I've lost it. Like so i I'd, I'd, I'd be sitting it. here
0: trying to repeat this story to someone, going, "You need tantric values," <laughs> and they're like, "Huh?" Uh, and they're like tantric, tantric. Yeah. It takes a long you time. You do to need get. those
1: too. Those <laughs> are. Um, fun. I, how
0: did you get smart about things and like? And were you always smart? Were you? No. The no, I would,
1: I would say I'm very curious. Yeah. Um, I would say it's why there's no, I don't have one kind of guest on the podcast. I have every kind of guest because I'm just like, oh, that sounds fascinating. Let's talk about it. Uh, but for me, like earlier when I was saying find an area of tension, that's basically how I live my life, is that I'm looking for areas of tension in my life. And then I'm like, dang, I'm really struggling with um, staying calm with my six-year-old daughter because she's a strong-willed child and she takes everything I got and I'm exhausted. I'm like, "Okay, I didn't have this with her brothers, so I need to grow as a parent and a human right now to learn how to be a better mama for her. So I'll go on a path for that specific area of tension. Or when I was really struggling with anxiety, all I read about or learned about was anxiety or when I was really struggling with postpartum depression after my second son. Like I aim at what the problem is so that I can fix a problem. I think we're like, oh, if I add this or do this or or we always think we need to add to our life. But the reality is that our life gets better when we take things away. So you talked about Michelangelo earlier um, and uh, that's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Da Vinci. Um, that there's this idea that we are, that any artist is not, um, they're not making something, they're taking away everything that isn't that. The statue of David, he says, is, he's like, I didn't chisel David. I just removed all of the marble that wasn't David. And I think of this in my own life, is like, how can I remove things that aren't the version of myself I want to be? And it starts by, okay, what's hard about today? Oh, wow.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) I did that with, I did that with I did that with uh, it, people in this business where I it was so easy for me to say, to see what they were doing that was fucking their career up that I went, okay, don't do that. So I could easy easily look at the negative space and identify those. Number one, do not fuck chicks at improvs. Like that was like the one thing I saw someone doing and I was like, that seems to be very problematic. And I was like, and, and then I was like, and I just started dating Leanne, and I was like, do not cheat on your wife. If you cheat on your wife, I'm seeing this go down a bad path. And I was like, "That that is something you do not well, want to do. Well, you deal say
2: with. that because he he did cheat so on not, a lot of
0: previous girlfriends. You. But what she's saying is go
2: over to where the tension is and remove it. So you removed the fact that you had no, was been, he like yeah, a, a, a big cheater, but to believe, me, he's not cheating. I believe there's
0: a narcissistic th- thought, but I believed there's one book we're writing, and it's the book of Bird Kreischer. And in that story, everyone that isn't a main character is just gonna be forgotten about. So let's just get to that main character. Let the hero meet his damsel, and let's get there. And whatever, whatever shrapnel we have along the way is exactly that, shrapnel. Wow. Like, let's get to the fucking story. And so I was like, if you met, if you were dating someone and you met someone that swept you away, Explore that. Why would you deny that? Why would you say, this isn't, uh, this isn't, uh, oh, I wish I could, but I've got a girlfriend. <sighs> Fucking walk through that door and then pay the piper <laughs> later. And then, and it got me to her and it worked. And it it worked. But it so, didn't work with me. No, but I said, I, this is the one I want. I got my damsel. The story's over. Let's write our second. Let's do the, let's do the, the second novel where we go to the shrier and look for the key. I know, whatever, I don't know. <laughs>
2: whatever that means.
0: I'm trying to get, but Peter involved. I want to say, <laughs> <laughs> Peter's really a fantasy book. Oh, I
1: know. We talked about fantasy books of Peter He's for a while four. during my podcast. I want to talk
2: about one thing you said because I think people who are listening might benefit is that when I first started trying to go to the tension and remove it, it was very scary. But the more you do it, the mm-hmm. easier it becomes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you get almost excited to find the tension and remove it. Yeah. So in the beginning, the feelings are scary and the confrontation with other people is terrifying and you don't want to look at yourself and be honest and all that is very normal and accurate. And just like tennis, you can't get better if you don't practice. So you have to practice finding the things that yep. are are standing in the way of being who you really want to be and going after yeah. them and that i would attack those areas too exactly like you're describing yeah. and don't overwhelm yourself i'm
1: already think, overwhelmed i know <laughs> that's you. year i'm speaking to you slash yeah. anyone who needs to hear this <laughs> my is,
0: analogy is what if you're just pretty good at tennis and you don't need to get better because you like playing with people and you can play pretty good
1: no nah, bullshit man uh, you say then that you're you care living about an unexamined the life then you're well, living I an know.
0: unexamined well, life know, but and that's sometimes not when you growth. examine like it's nice to me like sometimes the examination can give me a little panic
2: well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's Same normal. Same for everybody. Yeah, everybody
1: feels this. Nobody's normal. like, oh, let's go have a hard confrontational conversation with my mom right Woo-hoo,
2: now. right? Nobody wants oh. that. <laughs> she has period blood running right. down her
0: <laughs> leg. Right, right, right now. Blood down my fucking leg. <laughs> I remember one time we were driving down the street and I, my sister and I were fighting. And Annie and was like, Annie's like, Mom. Mom, he's hitting me. And she reached back and gave her a book and goes, Hit him with this. And I went, Wait, what about me? And she's like, Defend yourself. <laughs> My mom's a fucking wild one. The uh but yeah, like I sometimes I wake up so I do I do I try to journal every morning mm-hmm. and I focus on a word or a period of words the other day on the on her birthday. The word was celebrate. I try to find the places where celebrate means something to me. And I try to find celebrations in life and and but like i definitely have had mornings where uh where the the, I, the negative stuff comes my way and i'm like motherfucker mm-hmm. and then i go just i just want to get it out of my head so i can move forward
2: but you could welcome it and and say what's the lesson in here what's the gift in this opportunity right. because it's being brought to you it's being put in your lap so that's a hu- you all of life can be looked at as an opportunity all of it, even the terrible stuff. What's the opportunity in this? Is it to give to somebody to learn a lesson? Is it to heal something? Is it to teach yourself something? What is it? There's an opportunity in every minute, even when you screw up. Yeah. I mean, all of us screw up. I screw up all the time. And that's another opportunity to go. Like you just said, this daughter is challenging for me. How can I be a better mama? It doesn't mean that the mistakes you made that maybe weren't the prettiest, make you not worthy of trying to figure that out. Yeah. It's an opportunity. All those negative thoughts are opportunities because you get to debunk them. Most <laughs> of them are lies anyway. So, the, the lie I said to myself, who do you think you are? It was a lie. Right. I didn't even know that was in me. I've been in therapy for fucking years. And when that guy said that to me, I was like, I can't believe my brain still says Exactly the words my mother said to me constantly. Who do you think you are? I knew exactly where it came from. Mm. And it came up and I didn't even know it was still there. What an opportunity. What did I do? I went, well, then I'm going to start my podcast because that's who I think I am. And I, constantly I said this to, I think, Christine the other day. I don't even know why anybody would want to listen to me. I, what am I have to say? I still fight it even today. Right. But that's okay because right. she keeps booking people and I just keep showing up exactly. I'm just kidding. I love my podcast. I enjoy it so much.
0: Sweet. So what do so. your parents think about you?
1: Oh, we don't have enough time to get into my parents.
0: <laughs> really? There's
1: not. Oh yeah. Uh, they're super proud. They're,
0: they're super su- proud. Yeah, they're super proud. Is there proud. a part of like is there a part of a poll that they're like, you could have just done this in the church?
1: Uh no. They had long since sort of left. They're, they're very much have left that
0: space. Oh, good. I'm yeah. not good, but yeah. whatever's yeah. happening for
1: them. Um, no, they're, they're, they both have their own. Are they still married? No.
0: Really? No, no, no. And you have a sister?
1: I have two sisters, yeah. And that's it? I had an older brother, but he passed away.
0: Uh, You don't have to tell me. I, I'm uh, so bad at this He. stuff. Uh, I go, how?
1: He was schizophrenic. He killed himself.
0: Oh, for Aww. real? Yeah. he kill himself? So, him. why, am I, why do I fucking ask? It's okay. Ask? Sorry, shot. sorry, sorry, sorry. He sorry, shot sorry. himself. For real?
1: Yeah. Yeah um and schizophrenic
0: that, uh what age did it start showing up uh,
1: early i mean he died when he was 17 oh my so, god yeah so that's really unusual yeah he was very young and i think um it's a totally different thing but i years later um had was talking to a neurologist who said um a I, I group in bakersfield so central valley of california and he was saying how often um Lyme's disease shows mm. up as schizophrenia.
2: Wow. And then they treat
1: it as schizophrenia. That and there's no nice. way to know. I no, mean, he's yeah. been gone for so long. But, uh, you know, is we live ordered? in Central Valley. He hiked. He went camping. He did stuff. And I have wondered so many times if that was potentially um, what was what was happening with him. But oh yeah. So that's very young. It's his friend he doesn't usually show up till like yeah.
2: 23, 24. Yeah. It's super young. He
1: struggled like, um, he was my older brother, so I don't remember him as much um, like in the way that an adult would, like mm-hmm. looking back, but he was always really sensitive, really emotional, and I don't think was born into maybe a family who could have guided that mm-hmm. in the right way. Um, and so when he started to struggle, I mean, God bless. My parents did everything they knew how to do. But I think that looked like a lot of psychiatrists and a lot of pills and um, just it didn't work.
2: Yeah. I'm
1: sorry. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's been a very long time. Yeah. But it is also very much, um, when I told you earlier, the whole life's happening to you or for you, that was a big part of it for me because it – I still, I was just telling um, my son this because we were talking about his dad, and you know he was missing him. Uh, he's you know started high school, oh, and, shit. yeah. You know
0: it's so funny. I don't. I knew. Um, I knew you guys had split up before he passed. Yeah. And I knew he'd passed. I knew that. I knew that when I did your interview. Yeah. I met your boyfriend, and I thought, oh, cool. You know, yeah. like. That's that's cool that everything seems to settle and she seems like she's in a good place and, yeah. and I and I just kind of didn't think again about it yeah until you just said it then I went oh you still have three kids that are going four kids that four are kids. like yo
1: we lost our dad
0: mm-hmm. yeah Ugh.
1: yeah so he was you know he was saying like uh, you know he's really missing dad that day and I said buddy you know I'm forty and my big brother passed away when I, he died when I was fourteen and I still miss him all the time grief doesn't go away ever it just goes in waves right Mm -hmm. but even in that I know that I would not be the person I am today if I hadn't gone through losing Ryan
0: you know what's interesting about this conversation is I feel like especially when you talk about like I've lived my life so out loud that I feel like no one can call me all my shit Mm. and I wonder but then, then, uh, people started calling me on my sh- on my shit. Like, my daughters started calling me on well, my shit. Well,
2: you have shit you don't realize you have. We That's all the do. thing. What's yeah. out on the table is what you know about. But what is. There are things you don't know about that your kids call you on, right? I don't know. What is it? Well, you just said my kids call me on shit. I'm just. My
0: daughters, my daughters have never once, ever, ever, ever in my entire life talked about my drinking ever then they went on fully loaded and both independently talked to me and they were like you're uh, from the outside looking in you're drinking a lot and i was like for real like in my head i was like because also it's like it was a vacation for me like i had the girls with me and big j we'd all wake up and we'd all have cold beers in the fucking but
2: your kids weren't with you when you were doing that you were with big j
0: and no, no, they saw that. they saw it they saw yes that. and so like and then recently, uh you know what, because I quit drinking, like the other day we're in fucking I made I made a joke out of it out of it <laughs> I'm on stage last night, because that's what you do. But there is a truth to it, is we're sitting at Starbucks, Isla 17, we're sitting at Starbucks, and she just goes, I like you I like you better sober. And I went, Well, yeah, of course. And she goes, No, like like for periods of time, you're way more present. And I was like, What do you mean? She goes, like, when you're drinking, like you're just like you're like this. And she did the perfect bird face of my lip down, like <laughs> and I went, Really? And she goes, Yeah, you just sit like that. Like right now, you would be like that. And I go, Oh, I'm so glad we're I'm present. And I put my hand on her leg and she goes, No, that's what I'm talking about. Like you're listening to me. Like, and I was like, Really? She goes, Yeah. She goes, I don't care if you drink again, but I just want you to know I like this guy. And I went, Okay. And so I'm like, all right. So we're doing a road trip together. The whole family's doing a road trip in a couple of weeks. I said, well, it's it's it goes back even further. <laughs> so like, and by the way, I'm over. I'm way oversharing. I'm way oversharing, and I don't know how not. By share.
1: the way, same.
0: Yeah, you I just well, saw me overshare. Yeah, we edit your your overshares out. <laughs> but so Leanne had her birthday party, and I haven't been drinking. I haven't been drinking for diet reasons. Like really, honestly. I'm so concerned with my weight. I've never been 270. It was a fucking game changer. I saw this picture of myself. It made me sick to my stomach. I couldn't believe that was my body. That the kid that I grew up, that grew up never being fat was that guy. It was so embarrassing, and I owned it. I posted it online. I said, "This is my motivation. I will not be this guy. I will lose weight." And so I just was like, and so it wasn't like, uh, uh, "Hey, I got drunk and yelled at everyone." It was like just like, "Hey, I'm gonna stop drinking until I can lose some weight." And I said at first, I was like, I'm not going to drink until I'm 240. And then I was like, I'm not going to drink until I'm 230. Let's get let's get another 10 pounds under my weight. Just so I like, if I drink, I can get it back under control to, to like keep the weight off. I do not want to gain the weight back. So Leanne had her birthday party. We had a big birthday party. And I just said, uh, and I said to myself, I'll probably drink for her birthday party. But then I, I'll just go back to not drinking. And then like day of, I go, I'm, I don't think I'm going to drink. I drank I think, enough for both. <laughs>
2: yeah. Good job. I was
0: like, I'm not going to drink. I am I just, I don't need to. I don't need it. And I was like, I can only smoke a joint if I want. I'll smoke a cigar. I'll hang out. It'll be fun. I'll have a good time. I don't have a problem not drinking to have a good time. I can have a great time. And I had a great time. But Isla came up to me in the middle and she goes, yo, fetus. Are you dr-? She calls me fetus. She goes, are you drinking? And I went, no. She goes, you haven't had one. And I went, no. I go, hold on. No, I haven't. And she goes, are you being serious? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, you really kept your word. You're not going to drink. I go, yeah. I go, hold on. She goes, I'm so proud of you. And I went, well, hold on. I go, just so you know, if I just choose to drink, I'm going to fucking drink. She goes, no, I know that. But just like you said you weren't going to drink and you didn't drink. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. Like this is weird. Then Georgia came up to me. Isla came up to me. My sisters came up to me. And everyone was like, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, hold on. Has my life gotten to a place where like, this is a big deal that I'm not drinking? And then I was like, whatever. It's not a big deal. So then, because because it does, still doesn't register with me. I'm just not drinking. And because I've done it at times, but I think I've done it on bets. So then that's different. Because mm-hmm. I can hold the line. If it's a bet, then everyone's like, well, yeah, it's Sober October. He's not going to be publicly humiliated. So then... Isla says this to me in the car at Starbucks and we're taking this big road trip and we're in the car and she's like defending herself a little bit. She goes, I don't care if you drink, I don't care if you drink. I'm just letting you know, like, this is the guy I like. And I was like, really? She goes, yeah, you're just really in our conversation. You're always like when you're not drinking, you're like really there. And I went, okay. Well, so that's really good to know. I said, but on this road trip, I like, there's parts of the country where I will want to have like an ice cold IPA and look at a river. Like there's like, I'm just, told, I want you to know that like, this isn't out of my life. Like I I said to her, I go, if it's a problem, I'll get it out of my life. But there, I'm not done with alcohol. And she goes, I don't need you to be done with alcohol. But what I want you to know is that I like this guy. And I was like, all right. I was like, cool. Do you, how often do you drink?
1: I wish that I didn't want to have a cocktail every day. Um, I wish. Uh, but I usually do. Yeah. And then I will go two or three days, maybe go a week, just to, like, reset my system.
0: If that's The resetting yeah. is the interesting part for me. It's supposed
1: to be, I think, Kez will know better than me, but it's, like, 48 hours um, is what your liver needs to, like, process your kidneys. Or some internal organ needs 48 hours clear. Well, he's probably laughing like no nope, I'm gonna it's look not. I'm
0: gonna do the math and think I'm gonna need right if it's 48 hours for yeah. every day you drank I will need
1: not for every day just years. 48 in between
0: oh okay so you want
1: to take a beat but I yeah. do um I'm pretty big lightweight so I have like a cocktail drink. yeah maybe two
0: yeah uh, maybe me too <laughs> like, I'll maybe have two yeah no I will uh that's my thing it's like I don't Except when we started keto, someone's like, you know you can drink on keto. And I was like, shut up. And they're like, yeah, you can have like a glass of tequila. And I was like, who wants a glass of tequila? A cop or a... Inf- like, a narc? Yeah, a narc. Like, yeah, what What are you just holding one just so that it looks... And someone's like, you know, you can just have like a, a non-alcoholic beer. I was like, I don't need the calories. And yeah, like, why? Or get a sparkling water and hold it in your hand. I go, I don't need something in my hand. What the fuck's everyone's problem here? Like, why is what is wrong? How fucking... How hard is this tightrope act you're doing of not drinking? But then Leanne did say, because Leanne would go, I don't need no drink. I could just have a sparkling water in a fancy glass. Have you heard, heard me use this grammar fun. at all? No, I it's do not speak like that. Fun.
2: No, and, what I said do you I, was, and, I start, and, and
0: on Leanne's birthday party, I swear to God, I drank seven sparkling liquid deaths. What I, I said kept was, going, there. oh, it's tickling my throat.
2: Maybe the treat needs to be something different. Like if the, if the alcohol is the treat, well, what is an alcohol substitute that's still a treat? Weed. Like for me, I love sparkling water with lime in it. Yeah. So I don't drink it all day long every day. Yeah. I'll drink water. So it
1: feels like yeah. something special. Yeah. It's
2: like yeah. a transition. I drink water Dinner, like crazy. you know? Yeah.
0: Weed is a fun treat.
2: I am not a
1: weed person Are you a mushroom person? I've never had a mushroom.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I, I mean, told you,
1: remember I told you that I did do ayahuasca one time? Yeah. That was my big psychedelic trip. I haven't done anything else. Yeah. How'd you I like it? Uh, it was a really weird experience, and not in the way that that Aya should be. Um, I went. I was telling these guys I went to this retreat where, um,
0: oh, right. I, yeah, there were like thirty
1: people, and I didn't. I'd never done anything like that, so I didn't know that there should probably be like three people. Mm. Um, and then I was trapped in between like two dudes who were processing just barfing screaming crying it was like the seventh circle of hell oh my so god so i couldn't really like be in the medicine because i was just like <laughs> it's gonna throw up on yeah, me exactly oh my god um but yeah i don't i don't like weed because it makes me sleepy and i got oh, too much shit to do
0: i like weed it makes me empathetic it makes me i like it i i i enjoy it um and i enjoy the i do i enjoy the ritual of rolling a joint i enjoy the ritual of lighting a joint I enjoy having it in my fingers. I enjoy it going out and then relighting it. And I enjoy like, just going like, like at Leanne's birthday, we went out, we all, we had friends come early and we we sat out and everyone had a cocktail. That's when I missed a cocktail. That's the only time I missed a cocktail is when everyone got there. The moment when people arrive at your house and you have, you only get to say it once. What can I get you to drink? Yeah. Oh, that's a fucking sexy saying. What can I get you to drink? And you watch them like, rub their chest. what
2: do I want? I was like, what? I I mean, shampers. Yeah, I think. I
0: think. (laughs) So many
2: things. Yeah, do
0: you guys? I wouldn't mind. Could you make a Moscow Mule? And you're like, everyone want Moscow Mules? And then you make them for everyone, and everyone's like, and then one person goes, whoa, this is strong. And you're like, yeah, we're partying tonight. Yeah, that's the funnest. That's when I was bummed. Yeah. And then everyone, but once everyone got their drinks, we all went and sat outside, and I lit a joint, and I went. And uh, the sun was setting. And my brain was like, um, it's so cool sometimes. Sometimes. I've had panic attacks on me. But sometimes when you get wrapped in that warm blanket and your brain goes, this song is cool. The waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> and you're like, shit, man. It is the hard, Like, it is the hardest. He's singing so honest right now. Oh, you don't know how it feels to be me? You don't know how it feels to be me. Tom Petty is a fucking genius. Oh. Leon, how did he die? And then you're like, oh, fentanyl on a fucking private jet or that was prince maybe and then you're like fuck we lost tom petty too soon and but you're really you're really invested in it and then your brain goes look at how pretty the sunset is on that tree god i love that we have trees in our yard like you're this is me on weed and then i'm like "Ooh." and then it's like especially if you're smoking weed if you get a little project like a little project we're like what time's the sunset and then everyone's like 7 10 you're like we should all go upstairs and see the sunset and then you get one guy that's on your team. I'd do that. You know, should we get cigars? You want to get cigars and go see the sunset? What time is it now? Oh, we got and then you make a little project. That is the funnest thing of weed in the fucking world. My f- other favorite part. I'm not of doing weed.
1: weed right, apparently. Oh. Uh, I me mean, neither. It makes me throw up. Uh is this oh, not... I, I can't do it. I kind of wish. I like there are times, especially with four kids, I'm like, God, I wish I was a pothead right now. I I well,
0: <laughs> here's the problem is is I got a window, I can smoke it. I can't smoke it. I can't let I can't smoke it right before I go to bed. I don't, it's not worth it. There's a there's a witching hour in in uh treats for me that if you miss the witching hour, it's useless. Got it. So if you don't get, if you don't catch that little angel's kiss of a moment in the day when the sun's starting to set, this is when this is when Leanne's her fucking sexiest. Is she doesn't do it, she doesn't do know. it much but it was it's my favorite favorite part of her at she go do you remember this she go sun be setting dogs are on the couch girls are upstairs she go what do you think about a signature cocktail and i would go ooh <laughs> yes. i mean i would quit drinking she did that I, I i didn't drink for like 3 months one time over the pandemic and then we're sitting in our new house but it was it was just in under construction i'm sitting in a folding chair with leanne And she goes, I've been saying this word the specific way since this day. She goes, I could go for a cold beer, and I went. And by the way, I hadn't drank in three months. I go, me too. She goes, let's get a cold, let's have a cold beer. I've been saying cold beer because of that fucking moment. That
2: how you you say it, just beer.
0: I I love. (laughs) I emphasize that it's a cold beer. There's a cold. There's a difference between a beer and mm-hmm. getting a cold beer. There's a yeah. huge cold difference. beer sure. implies I'm a cold beer. Sure. A, a, a cold beer implies uh, grass and a sunset, right. some trees, maybe a dog, Summer. a tank top, flip flops, and, and and a folding chair with with a great fucking moment with the people you love. That is what a cold beer implies. A beer is just like I'm at it's the a, airport. Beer. You a beer. You could be like in a,
1: We uh, we're big fans of an arrival beer. An, o- an, ar- an arrival oh, beer when you arrive sure. somewhere, when you're um, like you're on a vacation, you took you know three planes and two trains cannot, to get to a place. I
0: cannot wait to start drinking.
1: It's uh, the arrival beer drinking. is the thing. It's an like arrival beer. Yes, an arrival you're, we'll beer. look at each other. <laughs> oh
0: God, Boo and I you look at each other about, and be like, "You just told me about arrival. Christianity, and I'm a fucking savage with a spear on the fucking island, going, <laughs> wait, I can be saved.'
1: Yes, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, it's the arrival. beer. An arrival beer. Yep. So it's like your feet in the sand, you grab the beer, you walk out to the beach, you sit on the beach, you pound the beer. But it's, it's gotta delightful. be a cold arrival beer. It has to be cold. Yes, It has to be cold. To be cold. Nice so I owned a place in Hawaii for a really long time. That's where arrival beer came from. There was a fridge at this house that kept beer so fucking cold. And so it would take, we'd fly from Austin to Hawaii. That's like an eight hour flight. So you're on this plane forever. You get there, the car to the house, whatever. We'd immediately go right into the house grab the arrival beer, walk out to the beach, sit down and, and drink it. was fucking delightful. Oh, my Highly God. recommend. That's awesome.
0: I want an arrival beer right now. I know.
1: We got to stop talking about alcohol before I know fall I know. off the wagon.
0: Let's you know. talk about steaks. I can eat those. Yeah. What do? You, what's your diet like?
1: Mostly clean with one cheat day. Really? Yeah. So we try and eat super clean. So that's just lots of protein, greens, veggies, nuts, things like that. Gluten doesn't really love me i love it it doesn't love me so we save that for saturdays and on saturdays we go ham you eat as much as you want of whatever you want you get it all in on that one day and then you have so much that you're sort of grossed out with yourself and then sunday morning you're right back
0: be to normal you'd be shocked how low my standard is with myself <laughs>
1: you'd
0: be shocked that
1: but we also do a big uh, family dinner on Saturday, and that's when we cook because we've decided that um, no restaurant can make food as good as we can for cheat day. So we really Aww. lean in. Yeah. That's the cool. Domino's yeah.
0: will give you a run for your money.
1: I mean, that's what my teenagers like to say, but I disagree.
0: Were you ever fat?
1: I was definitely 52 pounds heavier than I am today. How much wow. you weigh now? Uh, 125.
0: You were 170?
1: Yeah. 5'2". Yeah.
0: Let me see that picture. Yeah.
1: Pregnant? Uh, uh post pregnancy. Oh, yeah. Really? Still still there. I was still hanging around. Yeah. I had a abysmal um perspective on how you should eat or drink or exercise or not. So do that's exercise?
2: Yeah. What oh
0: do yeah. You do?
1: Every day. Every day going to the gym, doing a long run, doing yoga. Not because I'm trying to look a certain way, but I just want to feel good inside my body and have energy.
0: I was doing that because I liked the way I felt, and I loved the way I felt after I worked out. But I realized I have to eating. I, I eating is the fucking thing right now.
1: I what do you, What's your diet right now?
0: Right now it's keto. It's it's, well, it's it's primarily so it's it sucks because I get a lot of insight from everyone. So when I went to my cardiologist, my cardiologist is kind of a badass.
2: He is not kinda. He is a badass. He's amazing.
0: He's cool as fuck. He's
2: He's super brainy. Yeah. He loves doing clinical trials. He's like all in the research portion. He's a professor. He's just he's really just exceptional. Cool. And he's our age. Cool. And he's from Tampa, which yeah. is where Bert's from. He's yeah. Just...
0: So he's like awesome. So he goes, uh, I said to him, I said, you know, I'm down. I'm down some weight. I've been doing this, this fucking cleanse, trying to get healthier. What do I do? What do I do? to? How do I lose weight? And he goes, what are you doing right now? And I said, well. Ironically, and I wasn't doing this on purpose. This cleanse, this fast, this—it's called Prolong. It's a—it's a mimicked. Oh, fast. I
1: think I tried that, and I—I I gave it's, up after t- half a day. It's tough.
0: It's soups. Yes, and,
1: olives. and the, the olives and the weird crackers. The weird crackers. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't. I couldn't. I got too hungry, and I ate a piece of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: well, I like I said, I, I'm a teetotaler. I'm really good at fucking being on one thing, and so it works really well for me. Like almost too well as when I'm done, I have zero anxiety. I feel phenomenal. And usually I've lost like 12 pounds. And so I told him that. And I said, but ironically, right now, I just found out, I think Pete and I tested it. I was like, I'm in ketosis. And he lit up. He goes, stay in ketosis, stay in ketosis. And he's like, oh, we're in clinical studies right now. I'm working with this other doctor. I'm gonna give you his number. You need to reach out. He's got exogenous ketones. And this is the thing. And he started going on and on about keto and staying in ketosis that it's such it's such a break for your liver it's so good for your brain it's so good for all these things that it shrinks
2: anti-inflammatory
0: it's anti-inflammatory it shrinks cancer cells
2: they're proving now that in one of the clinical trials that's going on at cedars is about the effect of keto on brain tumors Mm. and they are finding that it is shrinking the brain tumors and so they're going to try and apply that research to other types of cancers to see if it has the same effect that's That's how bad of a
0: listener i am
2: oh that's it that (laughs) is exactly what he said
0: beats cancer it doesn't beat cancer it is shrinking (laughs) brain tumors currently in these clinical trials (laughs) Uh, but yeah
2: he said it there's just so many positive effects for your internal organs and for, and namely your liver. Like he's
0: like for your liver, it is the best thing because mm-hmm. it it gives it a break from processing sugar and allows it to burn. Pre- burns to eat, the fat in your burns liver. Burns the fat, and so if you have a fatty liver like I do, because yeah. I'm fucking 270 pounds and I drink a lot, uh, it it cleans it out. And it's the, a fat and
2: burning diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So he's like staying ketosis, and then of course this guy's such a badass. He gets all my numbers come in, and he, we start texting, and I t- I told him I said. And he goes, well, I mean, I'm really, I'm really excited about your testosterone numbers because he told me to get on testosterone because he said it helps repair your liver. Mm. So he's like, get on testosterone. So then he's like, yo, can you set me up? Can you hook me up with your longevity doctor? I want to talk to him. So I set him up with my guy. We've got
2: who's uh, your longevity doctor?
0: Ways to Wellness. Ways to Well. Ways to Well. just uh, Give him a shout oh, out. Oh, yes. You, you know talked well. about I bet this you know on Rogan.
1: And literally, we were like, What did he just say? And we rewound it four times because we could not, because Kez is obsessed with longevity. Yeah. And we were like, What are they saying? Because it's an Austin based company, right? It's an Austin based company. Austin-based right? company.
0: Yeah. And I live, I mean, I don't live in Austin, but I'm there all the time. I'm there so much that I, you know, that I, I can get treated when I'm there. And then, uh, but they're fucking awesome. This guy, Brigham's badass. The whole team, I, w- I want to like, I wish I could remember everyone's name. I think Denise. Yeah, Denise. Denise, everyone's really fucking great in that they, she said, I'm here for you. So I'm looking at your lifestyle and I'm reading your numbers and I'm giving you stuff to help with your numbers. And I was like, that's what I want. So like, I'm on a protocol for that, for my so lifestyle. So what do you
1: eat in a day now?
0: Now? So today I had I had steak. I had a, a, a New York strip so it's like high protein very high protein well he
2: doesn't he he doesn't eat he eats protein all day but what keto is supposed to be is protein green vegetables um tomatoes olives nuts i had cheese um dairy uh, of like full fat dairy mm. like full fat greek yogurt
0: she's i I,
2: that is that's what keto diet is
0: no i know i know she's but he eats Sometimes steak. she thinks she knows me so well. She knows me so fucking well. Hey, where where do we put those fillets? What fillets? I think they're in the trunk.
2: <laughs> what <laughs>
0: those filet mignons no. we got yesterday.
2: You got filet mignons yesterday?
0: Yeah, we put them in the bag from the beach. <laughs> Are they in the trunk?
2: It's your car, buddy. I don't know. So anyway, it's gonna um, smell real good.
0: I will eat fillets tonight. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, did. We bring the groceries in from the car. <laughs> I did. The fillets are in there. Okay. Good. So, um, I will eat. I will eat steak. I love steak. I love fish. Um, I love cheese. I will eat cheese. I will eat a lot of avocado. I eat probably yeah, avocado a day. Head, yeah. Watermelon. Um, all I don't. Types I don't. I berries. won't touch watermelon. I won't touch berries. Only because my brain goes, that's not keto. Like that in my head, I go. Is. That's a treat. Anti-inflammatory.
2: Yeah. Cantaloupe, uh, star fruit. So I don't.
0: I don't. I don't. I haven't fucked around with fruit too much. And I got. And I mean this lovingly, Joe. If you hear this, I got Rogan in my ear, who's like, dude, fuck keto carnivore. Let's fucking eat steak, jalapeno steak. Right. Stay away from fucking broccoli. It's got trauma from being picked. Like <laughs> I guess like what well, fruits have trauma from like getting picked. I bet. And then they have these strychnine or something. I don't listen that well, but like, but like, so Best he uh, apparently Wait, you mean asparagus lectins? is the most molested uh. fruit there is. They molest the fuck out <laughs> asparagus. So when you eat asparagus, you get his, all its trauma. Google fruit, uh, d- fruit uh trauma, 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 vegetables trauma? it's trauma. It's trauma for vegetables. Get trauma. They're not supposed to be eaten. And so how
2: is trauma measured by a chemical by way, that's released after this, He's be like,
0: that's he's like that you. is not what he's like. That
2: I is not what I said. Absolutely
0: not what I said to you. The impact of childhood experiences on fruit? No. That the feels... <laughs> foods are good for trauma? This no. is one of those oh where God. you heard something This wrong, is why, perhaps. like, can I be misogynistic for a second? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably not. Um, Someone has processing issues. W- the processing.
0: Uh, right. Do vegetables have trauma?
2: How long
1: have you been on this new plan? The no drinking and the keto and all that?
0: 20, no.
1: About three weeks. About three weeks.
0: Three, three weeks. How's it going? great good i love it i'm very happy good i'm very present you're sleeping
1: you... sleeping better oh yeah yeah
0: i mean really good yeah and i'm working out really good my, yeah. i'm pushing myself pretty hard
1: isn't it like kind of a bummer when you stop drinking and then you realize how much better you feel you're like yeah right yeah. and when you're I eating healthy that. too yeah you're you like no sugar not a lot i do of carbs. sleep better and I, I do have no brain fog i and... could
0: not do a sit-up to save my life it, was, it would piss me off when people would go, have you ever thought about doing a sit-up? And I'd be like, go fuck yourself.
1: Who says that?
0: Uh, my daughter, Isla. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was like, hey, buddy, why don't we try doing a sit-up? And I went, Isla, I get it, that's where I'm fat. She goes, well, I'm just saying, it, but you you know, when, when people critique you, if you have the thing they're critiquing, it's an insult and you get defensive, when you realize for you, yeah, for me, yeah, your you realize type. they're just trying to be kind.
2: Oh, my trainer just said this to me. He said, um, shit, I hope I can remember it. If where's your Bible? Uh, my Bible's at home. <laughs> if you're upset because I'm questioning your behavior, it's because your behavior is questionable.
1: If you're upset because I'm questioning your behavior, it's because
2: your behavior is questionable. Because if your behavior wasn't questionable, you wouldn't be you wouldn't upset. Care. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa. Hold on. Who
0: just said this to me? Said no, that no. Someone said this to me. Someone said this to me. That's. I just had a conversation. I think probably with Tommy, who was like, who's like, it only hurts you because it's real. Like when when because there was a apparently, I and I, you know, I'm not grandstanding that i don't read reddit i just don't know how to use reddit so i don't understand i mean i know that reddit's there and i know that if i google it i'll see it on reddit But when i click on it i guess i don't have the app or i don't really i haven't logged in but apparently there was a huge reddit about how fat i was like it was yeah i only know it because redband told me redband's like you're not as fat as reddit says and i was like that's a great way to say hello it's good seeing <laughs> you too and so but uh, i don't need to pull up the right yeah don't look
1: it up okay that was stressful for me so
0: (laughs) um so but i said to i was saying to tom i was like yeah it's fucking makes me angry and he goes well if yeah but if you had lost like 50 pounds and no one knew it it wouldn't bother you at all and i went well yeah because i'd be skinny and he goes yeah but that's the reason it's bothering. Yeah, me. we
1: only get defensive when we feel like there's something in it.
0: Truth, about right? Because
1: if someone was like, "You're a purple alien," you'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong exactly with this person?" Because right.
0: like, it wouldn't, yeah. D- there resonate. was there was a rumor that I was cheating on the end, and I thought it was funny. I was wrongfully. I was. I thought it was funny, but I should have been like, "Oh, I should respect our marriage and not play into it." But I just thought it was funny that someone would think I'm fucking, editor name out. Because I, yeah, she was on a fucking bender. And she was... Is
1: that a comedian?
0: No, she's an actress. She's oh. an actress. Yeah. And she—and I just thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Because it's not real.
2: Yeah.
0: It's not real. I thought so, it was funny too, yeah. actually. Well, yeah. But but also there's a part of like, if you play into it or if you if you feed it energy, there's another conversation I had with Tom. If you feed it energy, all of a sudden it makes it look like you're disrespecting your marriage. Mm. That you're like going like, like if you make a joke about it or even, then, then you're going like, oh, the thing I have is, is is laughable
1: right we can make jokes about this yeah, so yeah. and so i was like yeah. oh yeah
0: don't fucking don't feed it energy i don't want to feed it energy because that girl's going through a, a really rough time and just happens that the married dude she's fucking his her his wife's named leanne oh. and it was and it was just like it was everywhere and i was like i thought i'd play with it and then tom's like do not do not because you don't want to feed anything energy. Don't in this give it any... yeah I, I think non-stop about richard gear with the fucking gerbil up his ass <laughs>
1: because that was a lie right it was a lie but okay you know. but for for my perspective that was like we just knew that that was the truth yeah like remember when the they they used to tell us that the one nerdy kid from the sandlot grew up to be marilyn manson yes like there were so many rumors Rod like Stewart that.
0: Had a, a pound of cum drained from his stomach
1: <laughs> what
0: <laughs> uh, that was one that went yeah you've heard that one right
1: there's all these things that you're just like, oh, that, yeah, that's how it happened. Mikey, like,
0: Mikey it from the it. Life Cereal com- commercial uh, ate a hand a p- pound of Pop Rocks and drank a Coke and his stomach exploded. Yeah, I
1: heard that one, too.
0: But, like, that's crazy that, like...
1: Yeah, like, Richard Gere, like, that is a rumor. I have
0: brought this up before, and, I, and do not edit this out. This drives me nuts. I was so callous with sharing that information as a child, as a high schooler. <laughs> I, I mean there's so many and do you know Richard Gere has children I'm certain and they're and they're 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 like they, he had them later in life after the rumor his children had to have been in kindergarten and they had to have had a gerbil and you know how you'd have to take those home as parents like every parent had a weekend and you know there had to be a moment where his kid was like dad how come we don't get the gerbil this week he was like listen buddy so everyone thinks it's like, probably best. It's, it's
1: probably best not to. And he's
0: like, "Wait, you put gerbils up your ass?" He's like, "No, I don't." But everyone thinks, and you know, the other kids were like, "But can I? Are...
1: Can we be real?" Don't you think? Okay, no, I don't want to spread a rumor, but don't you think like that had to come from something? No. Okay, what it come from?
0: Uh, I actually googled it. <laughs> um, it was someone at an ER started it rumor. Someone in an ER, I don't even know if gerbiling real. Wait, type Everything's, real. Gere,
1: Everything's real. Things real. we can't even, I, sexually they have to be. Stuff we can't even imagine, said the girl who's been with two people. But I <laughs> believe that if you can think it up, it probably exists as right. pornography on the internet. Probably.
0: Richard Gear and the gerbil. Hit it. <laughs> This is from 1998. That that
1: that's not a gerbil.
0: Uh, the gerbils are coming in a lot of different sizes. If you're gonna get them up your ass, i <laughs> are not gonna get the big one. in yeah, right, you're a right. Garden. Yeah,
1: you're right. Good point. A
0: 26 year yeah, the a 26 year old man arrived at the ER complaining of rectal bleeding. He's too embarrassed to provide an accurate assessment for. You. There might be something stuck up my ass. Well, how did it become Richard Gear?
2: Yeah, good question. It had to have suffocated, right? Yeah, okay. that's
1: see, that's the whole point. Is that as it suffocates, it It starts to try and get out, and that's. Can you read
0: it, Christine, and tell us what
2: happens?
1: (laughs) This tale has been applied to various public figures,
0: who they believe to be homosexual, have stuck with it. One, one in particular, Richard Gere. Although the legend homed in on various targets when first appeared, including in a physical Philadelphia newscaster, it had clung tenaciously to Richard Gere's name since the mid. 1980s rumors had an emergency gerbilectomy at cedar sinai in california spread far and wide and countless doctors and nurses claim to have participated in and been on hand during cedar sinai's apparently best staffed hospital in the world so okay Okay, so you're telling me this is real
1: no there's no way keep scrolling also at the time that this gerbil incident happened it had to be at the height of his career And you're telling me one of the biggest movie stars in the world, star of Pretty Woman, can't have a gerbil removed from his ass. In private. In private. Come on. Think about it.
0: Pete, we should get tongs for the bus. (laughs) Because we're not going to the fucking emergency room. Um, That's crazy, but, like, yeah, there has to be some form. I wonder how many people ended up just putting gerbils up their ass because of that
1: a hundred percent that's got to be a thing
2: oh how poor stressful gerbil. poor gerbil oh wow
0: that's not who i think about in that story
2: <laughs> well so well yeah well, what a way to go involuntarily had a how would you even up get up it up ass. there how you'd have to put I, a I, tube in, you in right. your yeah. asshole yeah. and then stick the and gerbil then, in the tube like a push pop like a push pop well
0: you guys are I mean, we have to be Yeah, something we can like do that.
1: It, it, Like the tampon. I just
0: learned about tampons. Yeah, so. we, we brought it all the way back around. A gerbil, around? Lost a gerbil in your tampon, ass? right? You know the panic that I have to set in when you can't get the gerbil out? And you're like, you're like, all right, hold on. Let's just try one more time before we go to the hospital.
2: That would be just
0: awesome. See, this
1: is even crazier because how could you not get the gerbil out? Well, maybe Think it bit it.
2: into your. Oh, God. And then wow. and died with a tooth. Wow. Or a claw. In the prostate. Uh-huh. Wow.
0: That's why I don't put stuff up my ass.
2: Yeah, that's a like good there call. Are
0: a number of reasons I don't put it up my it's ass. A great like rule. have you ever put a suppository up your ass? No,
1: thank so God.
0: This is my impression of a suppository, and this is why I don't put stuff up my ass. As you're trying to push it in, it goes, it, this is a suppository is like, no, 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 no. I'll take it from here. And then it just disappears. <laughs> Once you break the seal, it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: locking that one You're away for later yeah. thank you i can't
0: believe you've never used have you ever done giving yourself an enema no oh what you haven't been on the road long enough what do you mean i gave myself a coffee enema i gave myself a call co- I, I didn't give it to myself my trainer gave myself a call co- gave me a coffee enema and we put you it in on a TV show? wait like no, I like, did it on a tv show too
1: like you buy things from the grocery store to
0: yeah do? you buy a cup of coffee maxwell and you, house and you pour it in a tube and it goes up your ass?
1: For why?
0: It why did we do it, Pete? <laughs> Health reasons. <laughs> Health reasons.
1: Because you needed to poop.
0: It gives you energy. Take and some makes magnesium. You shit. No, no, no. Yeah, you get the like, caffeine. You can drew do shots of alcohol in your asshole. And hit hits harder.
1: Do you do stuff like this just so you can tell jokes about it later?
0: No, I actually never talked about the coffee enema. Wow. Yeah, I just did it for, I did it privately. Living
2: on the edge, right, Joey's <laughs> living on the edge.
0: I did it privately.
2: It's a treat. It's a treat.
0: <laughs> it's a treat. <laughs> as long, long as you enema. get it
2: at the right time of day.
0: I'm Here's what I'm hoping. Yep. I'm hoping that as we wrap this up, I walk outside in the sun setting. I hope then that I can pull out a cigar and light a joint. I hope that you stay for 15 minutes longer. And we all catch up. Um, I hope that we become friends. Yeah. Because uh, well, I'm
1: definitely going to be friends with Leanne. Of course. She's the, I'm
0: right she's here. She's cooler. <laughs> you guys have a lot in common. Yeah. yeah you I guys think have a do, lot yeah. in common. And uh, once you
1: started talking about intrinsic motivation, I was like, we're done. We're fine. Totally Let's just go get dinner. We're
0: yeah. twinning. And then uh, you can come and can on you pull my up, podcast and we can Rachel's geek out, out about it. <laughs> can you pull up Rachel's tour dates, please?
1: Oh, I only have two coming up right now. What so I want? only do once a month because the kids. I know. I know.
2: Bro, they got one parent.
0: Hey, while the sun shines. I,
2: I, I would love to. I think she's doing to. just
1: fine.
0: I, got...
2: I like her model uh, once a month. Yeah, nec-
1: oh, wait. This is an old. This is old. It's cash. But it's okay. The next ones are Minneapolis and Chicago. And I have a bunch coming in Texas that I have not announced yet. Really? There you go. Yeah.
0: Do you miss Austin? Not at all. Not right? It's the worst city in the fucking world. God damn it.
1: Why'd you move there? <clears throat> um was rodeo. trying to save rodeo. him. Rodeo. Yeah. Rodeo. Yeah. yeah, rodeo. Rodeo. Uh yeah, was trying to thought a, a calmer pace of life. Thought that, you know, all those things. Gave it a gave it the college try. Yeah. And that was
0: there's some cool things about Austin. Like the I love really the, good food. The, the food's fantastic pretty good. restaurants. Um, I like I like uh, Kuya. I like the hippies in Austin. Yeah, like the hippies in Austin are authentically hippies. Yeah, like the Aubrey Marcus vibe. Yes, like I like that shit.
1: I we talked about this before. We don't have time for this conversation, but I could have a literal hour long podcast talking about watching Aubrey's Instagram. I I too. What's happening?
0: Uh, 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 I can't look away. I love. I I love way, it. Yeah, I'm
1: confused. I'm excited, and oh. then he's also hanging out with like Jake Paul boxing, and I don't understand how that ties just, in. With he's the...
0: got he's he I'm is fascinated. He is.
1: I am fascinated.
0: I'm, fa- I'm I've been fascinated since I first. But now I, I, Aubrey's an interesting guy to me because I first knew of Aubrey before I met him. I don't even think I've actually.
2: I, w- I, I would met apologize,
0: him. To Aubrey, if I'm misremembering this, but I know Aubrey because we've DM'd and texted back and forth, and I'm I think I've met Aubrey before a couple times. But I am, I am like, fan watching his Instagram because yes. it's like him and Aaron Rodgers, and and then all of a sudden there's like a, a ceremony at his house, right. and then everyone's on ayahuasca, and then everyone's on. He was there was some Burning video the Man. other day
1: where he was like, I, he was oh, it was like working with a sword as you do, you know, you work with a broadsword <laughs> in the front yard, yeah. But I sent it to all my friends, and in the background is just a giant crystal. The size of this house. Like, I shit you not. And I'm like,
0: <laughs> Pull up Aubrey's Please Instagram. Please find
1: this. And I I couldn't even so watch. Do you know
0: who Aubrey Marcus is? Uh, no. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, uh, oh, all once again, Aubrey, I'm sorry if I'm misremembering this. Uh, Aubrey is the <laughs> so guy. What's he
1: doing? What's he up to? Oh, look, he's got 777 on his followers. What good energy. Will <laughs> you find, if you scroll a little bit and look for a thing of him in his front yard? Working with his, with it there, there. So we got this. I think look, he's got
0: a disc golf fucking gold. Wait, just wait till it. you backyard. see this
1: crystal. Wait. What? Whoa. <laughs> Giant dick crystal in the backyard while I do my broadsword work.
0: Fucking look at how ripped. And by the he's way, this is, jacked. this is so Aubrey. What well, is he
1: is, a fighter? Is he a football no, no, player? No, 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 Who is no, no.
0: So wait, you tell me about Aubrey.
1: So I think he was like in MMA or something like that. And I think that's why his nose is a little bit different. He was different. in a car accident, but I think oh, also, for real? yeah. So I thought he was a fighter. Then I think supplement company into well, hold on You're missing flashlights. You're
0: missing flashlights.
1: What flashlights?
0: Oh yeah, Aubrey is. I, I I gotta give him his flowers. He's getting he cooler. the guy <laughs> who introduced ad sales to podcasts with fleshlights? Aubrey worked for a company called Fleshlight. Mm. I think he owned it, or his dad might have owned it. And he went to Joe Rogan and said, hey, man, I think they knew each other. They knew each other, for, I think, probably through MMA, to, MMA like, or maybe yeah, Jiu-Jitsu. that's where I but thought. But he was like, hey, man, I I remember Joe talking about Aubrey before. Aubrey, I, I knew Aubrey fucking, of, of Aubrey, like, 13 years ago. He's like, hey, would you sell Fleshlights on your podcast? And he was like, yeah. So we would load them up with Fleshlights. You'd come on. Joe would give you one. And then he'd talk about him, and it was the first podcast sponsor. And everyone said to Joe, "You're doing the wrong fucking thing." And Joe's like, "No, there's money in these podcasts. People are listening. We can sell products in that time." Aubrey had a supplement company named on it. Yes. And he went to Joe and said, "Hey, man, I'd like to advertise." And by the way, once again, this is Burt Kreischer's revisionist history, right?
1: And Rachel's because I yeah. think I know him, but I
0: don't. And so he was like, "Hey, would you like to? I'd like to advertise my supplement company." On your podcast at the time, Joe was being approached by a lot of supplement companies because Joe was really into nootropics, mm-hmm. which is anyone who's had head injury fixing it. Bill Romanowski came to Joe and said, I got these nootropics. I think they were maybe working together with Aubrey about these like things to help you heal and help you uh, get to the next level. And so Joe said wisely, I'll tell you what, you don't have to advertise. Why don't I just buy into the company? Why don't mm-hmm. I be a partner with you? and We'll do the company together. So they started on it, and then on it
2: was also blew, a gem. Do you remember?
0: Do you remember Alpha Brain?
2: Mm, yeah, That's I know. It. I know what on it yeah, is. Yeah, and
0: so uh, on it blew the fuck up. Yeah, they recently sold it for an undisclosed. Yeah, hundreds he made of a millions of dollars. Crap ton of
1: money, I'm and bet. now he's just being. And
0: now he's being. Now oh, he's buying psychedelics, buying.
1: buying giant crystals, yeah. going to Burning Man, sword fighting, sword fighting.
2: It's, as you do yeah
1: as you do as and you do. that's why i can't stop watching him because i'm like i'm pretty sure you're living in a different vibrational level than all of us but it seems fantastic yeah
0: he's, he's really
1: that's cool uh, yeah
0: oh uh, yeah. him, him he had this he had a girlfriend and they had a very public breakup but they did it on the podcast and no. it was like oh it was, yeah it was it was like pretty like there was. it was like he is the guy that people he's the guy people pretend to be but he's really that guy. He's actually that he's guy. He's actually that guy.
1: But as a side note, he also did you watch the Jake Paul documentary on Netflix? I did. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but he's like in the background of all this stuff with Jake. And if you look at Jake Paul's Instagram, Aubrey's in the background. Like, hi, Fun. I'm like, wait, how are you the guy that's talking about like the spiritual warrior and your wife, slash also you're like broing out with Jake? So I'm like, I like that he's showing. And us he is. This. He is
0: possibly the mayor of Austin.
1: Yeah, I can. See he is that.
0: the. When they said, "Let's keep Austin weird," he's like, I, like, "I got you. I'll take care." of He that. said, "Hold my beer." Ooh, he said, "Hold he my beer." Said, Hold my. And then, beer. how do I buy a twelve-foot <laughs> dildo crystal? Exactly.
1: God love him. <laughs> he's
0: a badass yeah. man. I love him. He's been very. I have to say this. He's been very kind to me and reached out anytime I had something going on, either with with supplements or weight loss or anything. Even just how he's DM'd, he's always been a very sweet guy. So if if I misremembered anything, Aubrey, I apologize. Yeah, I do apologize profusely.
2: We'll read the bio.
0: Yeah, um, next time.
2: And I have to pee. All yeah, right, let's wrap too. this up. I'm, go. I'm gonna
0: hope. I'm gonna hope that the sun's almost setting. And I can smoke a cigar. I think I have a nasal infection. Oh my God. Um, thank you for doing. Yeah, this. thanks and please, for hanging out, do guys. This again. Yeah, this let's was do this super again. fun.
1: I forgot many times that there was a microphone in front of me because I was just like that's out awesome. With you guys. So yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: You're a fucking blast. Everyone, give her a follow on Instagram. Check out her podcast. Find her live on tour. Buy her book. She's got seven books.
2: Eight. Ten, ten books. Yeah, ten. Of books. Can you name
0: them all? I had Country Lane yeah. on, and he couldn't name his kids. What? How many kids does he have? I think it's twelve.
1: Oh bless. Yeah, but
0: not with like they're yeah. not like okay they're not like yeah yeah they're like in, yeah. yeah got it. He, was, he got stumped on a couple. He was like, fuck.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that was pretty cool, though. Bummer.
0: It's, well, no. It's, like, fucking hilarious.
1: Where um are you on tour? Uh,
0: I start in... I can name them. I start in... In September? Yeah. I start in Raleigh. I then go to Charlotte, then Atlanta, right. then oh. Greenville. Then the next week, I start in Evansville, Wichita, Kansas City, Houston, Dallas, then Fresno, San Jose, Anaheim, and... uh san diego wow those are my weeks
1: oh how many cities is that
0: that's just september
1: oh shit
0: and then <laughs> i'm
1: gonna pray for you guys
0: and then that's no, a lot you will not have to
1: it's still a lot for you no, regardless it's, of how it's much it's a it, lot yeah. of tour it's but a lot it's, for all of you it's, guys. it's a lot of fun
0: we got a cruise coming up
1: oh right we've
0: gone to the bahamas and that's fully Cruise cruise. <laughs> that, October 27th.
1: i say this with love that's going to be a shit show yeah. That's going to be a shit show on the ocean.
0: You have no it's
2: idea. It's going to be
1: a floating shit show, baby. I saw it on Instagram and I was like, I'm terrified of this. Oh, I'm just looking at it and I got tattoos. I
0: was thinking about flying you in on Sunday to help heal everyone's soul.
1: I'm ready. Like
0: go door to door and go, just, we need to make you, you do can I give the you person a hug? that does the yeah. thing. <laughs> people like us do things
1: like there's this. There's an
0: AA meeting on, uh, on the thing. Every on day. the boat? Yeah. On the boat. Every day there's an AA meeting. That's nice. I was going to go just to like support the people. But I don't know if that's why you're supposed to go. Yeah, that feels like cool. just be like, like I'm I'm participating in everything else, right? Might as well go to the AA meeting too and be like, is today the day?
1: Right. That feels weird.
0: <laughs> Thank you for doing this.
1: Yeah. My God. My pleasure. Wait, wait, wait.
0: wait. When Leanne comes oh, out, yeah. I go. I, what do I say to really prank her when she comes out? All right, we'll just, we'll, we'll, I'll just go with yeah, it? we'll just we'll see what comes up. Walks out the door. I'm just gonna very casually. <laughs> the
1: and I'm crying wait,
0: where is you <laughs> just start kissing
2: it got weird
0: um what is she taking a shit <laughs> Jesus Christ Leanne by the way this is the part you of the podcast you, yeah I sold out Red good Rocks job. again yeah good Good job yeah thank you Dave, Big J and Dan Soder and Cypher sounds is going to be there with me and then we go to Vail the next night I can't wait I actually can't wait to that and then we go see Goose have you listened to the band Goose uh uh-uh. What's the vibe? What kind of music do you like? Everything. I'm gonna and then so sexually she's very satisfied, but she's been wanting to do more Oh I'm sorry, I didn't even Shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna turn you on a goose. Hey, thank you to
2: Yeah, to of course. <laughs>